0: times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 55 of Your Heroes of Noise, I'm only one half of this amazing duo, my name is Steve. At your service,
1: my name is Dan Ramirez, I can tell you're feeling better today, Steve.
0: Oh, dude, dude.
1: What's happening, everybody? Yep, 55 is upon us. We're almost there, Steve. We're halfway now. I know I'm doing some pretty intense maths right now, but uh, almost to 100. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weird thing today, guys. It's a kind of a role reversal from last week, except I have more energy, I think. But uh, I'm the one getting sick this week, so it should be fun. Let's see what happens.
0: Now, see, you said you were at the gym and you couldn't even, like, your body is fighting something right now. You couldn't even really go your full 14 hours on the bike.
1: Yeah, I got to about 12 and a half, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel well, so I had to come home and just you- pump about 450 pounds bench. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's no problem, dude. Which you is which is odd unplayable.
1: for me. So it was clear. Like, Gail yeah, was like, oh, you're feeling weak because you're not doing your regular 600. Of
0: course. But yeah. then again, I've told you about your chest. I won't say it again, but oh, i no. told you.
1: No, I see it now. It's totally barrel. <laughs>
0: I knew it, dude. I freaking knew
1: you. I'm about ready to tie myself to a St. Bernard's neck. and Just go are rescue really? somebody in the mountains.
0: Hey, did you hear about that uh, that girl in the mountain or the dude in the mountains that str- uh, uh, put that mountain lion in a chokehold? Yeah, and killed <laughs> it, dude. Okay, that's Laugh, one. but that's some
1: that's some g shit right there.
0: I don't think that that's the story, Dan. I don't.
1: What do you mean? You think like it's it's a bunch of malarkey?
0: Yes, dudes. There is something else to this story. I I wouldn't be surprised if at the hospital or at the vet clinic or wherever the crap they take this body, wildlife services. They're reading the story and they're like, yeah, along with the gunshots and the stab wounds, yes, he did choke it. Yes, <laughs> that did happen technically. But he also stabbed and shot it. Because it just does it." Or it was like a, oh, did we mention that this was a newborn mountain lion? Oh, yeah, it was newborn. Something like that. This doesn't go together. I, I just think that there's something more to the story.
1: I recently started walking the dogs in the park, man. We have this place called Woodward Park. Beautiful area in Fresno. And it's got a nice scenic area in the back, right? But we're kind of by the foothills. And I know on rare occasions, rare occasions, somehow a damn mountain lion will get down. It's very rare. I think it happened maybe twice in the last 10 years or something like that, but it happens. Okay. Yes. So now I'm kind of freaking out. Like, what happens if, like, I'm, cause I have little dogs. Do. I don't want, I don't want to have to put a mountain lion in a chokehold and like squeeze it to the barrel chest. You know what I'm saying? Then I flex a peck. I could with, you kill I, it. I, what I would try to do is to put it to sleep, you know, yes. and then let it wake up. Like what happened and then just scurry off and do some other damage, you know, get a squirrel or something. But I'm afraid if I flex a peck that it's going oh, to break it. the neck of the lion. Yeah,
0: there's no there's no question. Your peck are neck breakers. For sure.
1: Peck breakers.
0: Nice. I would actually love to see Dan versus Mountain Lion. Just to <laughs> see what your reaction is. Do you freak out? Do you just calm down and back away? What is your move? That sounds like
1: question. a Patreon episode, right there. Oh, dude. Would you folks oh, pay dude. for that and see me fight a mountain lion? Shit, I'd pay I, for it.
0: I would. T- well, the thing is, I would pay for all 30 seconds of that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay for the whole 30 seconds of that fight, for sure. But I don't you, think you would it, need a new
1: co host, though, I think.
0: Um, you know what? I think uh, the thing is, I would definitely let there be a, lot, a latch on the cage to let you out,
1: for sure. Next episode would be like,
0: hey everybody, (laughs) I'm (laughs) the other half, of the noise. Dude, you, I don't believe, do you really believe this
1: story? I don't really have enough information to deny it, shit, crazier shit has happened. You know, you hear those people that are like punching sharks in the nose. That makes sense, that doesn't mean the shark doesn't still kill it. Hey, there's some pretty badass people out there, it's possible
0: he could have got it in a chokehold. What was the premise again, like what exactly happened? He got attacked in the mountains. Yeah, and a lion. And he put the lion at a chokehold and ki- he didn't put it to sleep. He killed this lion, dude. Okay, the lion maybe had, maybe had cancer because this doesn't make the lions it's like that's not sick. true. It's like someone saying, "Hey, Steve, uh, Steve was killed by a newborn baby," and everybody <laughs> being like, "Oh, okay, makes sense." There's but some like, big ass no, no, no.
1: babies now. You seen these babies exactly. these
0: days? Oh, come on, Jake. There's some big ass babies, Steve. <laughs> come on Jay. there's something more to this story i'm going deeper i'm gonna go deeper and find out what the crap is going on with the story see this is I why we have to do
1: like a, an investigative reporting podcast i've been having totally. thoughts about this kind of stuff lately man i want to i want to do something else in you know with this of course yeah but I,
0: I, well yeah we should do it i'm not buying it segment like we I remember we already said that we were gonna we were gonna i'm not sleep. buying
1: it i like that i like that
0: like, we were going to sleep at, like, with ghosts. I'm not buying ghosts. You are kind of. I don't buy ghosts at all. And I was like, I will, I'm will. i not buying it. I will sleep at Alcatraz to prove it.
1: When you say kind of, I'll say, like, if something happened to me personally, then I would be like, that's some freaky shit. I've had some crazy things happen that I've talked about on the show. Yes. I'm not necessarily tying them to ghosts. It's just stuff I can't explain. But if a ghost popped up, oh, yeah, I think I would buy it.
0: I think so. Well, I mean, but that doesn't count, Jay. That's just like saying, I don't believe in aliens. But if an alien walked in my door, I would then believe. I'm like, dude, I do
1: believe in aliens. Is that
0: weird? No, things on another, they they do believe. I mean, microorganisms definitely exist on another planet because there's water on another planet. Well, didn't they say
1: they found some microorganisms on an asteroid not too long ago?
0: Did they find microorganisms on said asteroid?
1: We were talking about that. Remember, because we we kind of like, we tied it to the life movie.
0: Did we? I think so. I don't think I'm making that up. You, I, don't, I don't think so either. I just didn't know that they found microorganisms on this asteroid. Yeah, there's some shit out there. I don't know what it is, but... For sure. Now, I would say aliens are much more likely, or beings from another planet, or organisms from another planet's surface are much more likely than, like, if a ghost... Like, here's what I'm going to say. You can't say... I wouldn't say you, you believe in ghosts if you said, if I saw a ghost, I would then believe. Yeah, I'll tell you straight up
1: that if someone was like, "I think this house is haunted," I'm like, "Bullshit." Show okay, me. Okay,
0: so you don't believe in ghosts.
1: <laughs> I don't. I would say,
0: "Show me," is what okay. it is. I I don't believe in them enough where I would go to the most haunted place and stay for sure. Not even thinking about it because I'm not buying it. Hey, now you guys,
1: you're, you're listening to. I'm sorry, Steve, but you guys are ahead. listening to something happening right now. This is how we come up with things, and I'm thinking, Steve, that they might be listening to a like the makings. Of a future segment, because I'm really loving the title of I'm not buying it.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Bu- that is a good title, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, I'm Steve
1: absolutely. Hudson. This is I'm not buying it. <laughs> I yes, like it. Totally. Yeah. yeah and, okay. It, which will be, it's coming.
0: Which will totally throw off the dude that strangled a lion. I'd be interviewing him and I'd be like, hold on. Let me intro this. This is Steve Hudson and I'm not buying it. All right. Back to you. He'd be like, wait a minute. What the crap am I in for? I'd be like, yeah, I don't believe you did it. I don't believe you choked the lion out. What is going on here, sir? What happened? <laughs> for real, what happened? For real, real. What happened? Did you shoot it? Did you stab it? Was it cancerous? Did it have a leg? Two legs? Was something wrong? Was it a person in a lion's schmuck? Because you didn't kill a lion. You don't, you don't like to ad-lib. But can yeah. we try something? Go for it.
1: All right. All right. Just, this, is, this is what we're going to do, all right? This is the okay. segment. We're going to do a sneak preview of what I think it'll sound like. Here we go. Okay.
0: <laughs> go ahead, Steve. This is Steve, and I'm not buying it. I like it (laughs) you know what really grinds my gears (laughs) you know what grinds my gears when I eat my oatmeal and can't go to the park afterwards
1: oh my god you're bringing up old shit
0: you you you're right
2: (laughs) me (laughs) and the old shit
1: (laughs) I'm gonna have to agree with Steve on something so people that have been around for a while Steve was making fun of me a while back he says I sound old when I say like because I had some oatmeal one day right and I said, "Now I did not say this. I, I'm going to say that I did not say what Steve said. I said because he said I said I was having my oatmeal. I did not say that. I said I was eating oatmeal. But I was at work the other day, and there was this uh, elderly woman talking, and she started listing the things that she was having for breakfast and throughout the day, you know. And she, and of course, Steve, she had her oatmeal and she had her uh, her her crepe nuts. Yeah, and I'm like hilarious. And I'm like, oh my God, Steve's right." So I told sorry. you,
0: I told you. It's so funny when I heard you be like, yeah, I had to have my oatmeal. And you know what, though? You do something that I've noticed. You actually sparked my my brain. I didn't realize a lot of people talk like you.
1: As in what? Describing their food?
0: No. Here's what you do. Okay. So all right, say I'm, you're telling I'm me all to ears. something.
1: to
2: mm-hmm.
0: This is And it's, it's not just you. It's the world. Well, the world over 40. So I'm probably going to start doing it. And so, um, what you like, say you're telling me how to cook something and you'll be like, okay, so you have your onions, you have your peas <laughs> and you have your bees. And I'm like, why is it always your this? And I was like, that's so interesting to say. I go over a friend's house to see his new place, him and his wife.
1: I don't think I do this by the way, but go ahead. You do. You go totally on. do. That. I've never well, given you any, any cooking. No,
0: no, no. But you do say you have, you know, you have your, this, you have your, that. And so I go to my friend's house. I was like, "Oh, how do you make your tortilla soup?" And he's like, "Well, obviously you have your beans. I'm glad you asked. You have your Steve. cheese. You have your 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 you have your 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 onions." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Now personally, I this. use a
1: salt substitute because of my high blood pressure. So we'll substitute that. Now you have your your salt substitute and your garlic.
0: <laughs> Gee, all y'all do the your thing. Okay, you obviously have your beans. You have your, and I think y'all, I think it's one of those things where, like, even if I say, Hey, how does a car work? Mm -hmm. They'll be like, Well, you have your spark plugs. (laughs) You have your battery. I'm like, Wow. You You have your ignition coils.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why that is. I don't think I do that, man. I don't think I've ever done it on this show. And I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you where I have to be like, Okay, let's
0: list the things. Let's list the items. Let's itemize. (laughs) I bet you when you, when you told me how to make that drink, you'd be like, you get your honey, and you get your- I guarantee it. No. no. question. To, oh, no. Dan. I'm I not. guarantee- You're well, so full you of crap. You, you, know, you have your uh, apple cider vinegar. You have your honey, and you just mix those two. I, for sure. Steve, do you have a pen? <laughs> Jot it down. Are you writing oh, it? that is so funny. For sure. I, I think- I, I wonder why people do that. It's a very interesting thing. It's like, like do you a think it just case.
1: kicks in at age forty-one or something like that. I'm going to be listening to you now, and I'm going to analyze everything you say because the moment I hear you say, "Oh yeah, you know," you know, let's let's talk science fiction. You know, you yes. you've got yes. your Star Wars. Oh, maybe oh, I, I do. I would never say that. <laughs> maybe I, I do. would never say that. You've got your Star Trek.
2: <laughs>
1: maybe
0: I do. You would for sure. <laughs>
1: I think I might. Oh shit. I'm getting it's old.
0: a very interesting way of talking that I just was like sitting there. That's okay, ladies and gentlemen, when you live alone and you have a lot of time to think about random crap, this is the <laughs> stuff that goes through your mind when there's nobody around. Your
1: mind is fascinating. It's given us hours of gold.
0: Um you have your gold. No. You have your gold
1: <laughs> you have your frankincense, <laughs> your platinum
0: that is so funny James. Well, i
1: don't know why i threw frankincense in there that doesn't make any sense whatsoever i think i was going biblical there for a second
0: you did go, look at you knowing all the bible stuff
1: it was in the the, the jesus of nazareth steve
0: look at you it was G. the three
1: kings the three wise men they came on the camels and you've got your your, your first wise man
0: you got and your first one
1: you've got your mary and your joseph <laughs> and you got your baby jesus <laughs>
0: she, you know the wise that
1: that you- men go into the mate you got your manger <laughs> steve with your donkey And your little drummer boy they go in they live with the frankincense the myrrh and uh what's the third (laughs) one
0: uh that is it uh wait um frankincense myrrh gold frankincense and myrrh maybe it is gold frankincense and myrrh i think that's what it is they were nice gentlemen you for sure are gonna talk like that from now on (laughs) welcome to heroes of noise Welcome to your episode 55. You've got your episode 55 (laughs) with your Steve Hudson and your Dan Ramirez. (laughs) Let's everybody have a nice little conversation. (laughs) That's funny. I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot.
1: I don't know where that accent or that voice comes up, but that's what it it was. I can't
0: the voice as good as you.
1: That's what it was. I don't know. Steve, guess what? Yes, go. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Oh, Lord. That puts us on February 13th, nineteen. Oh, my God. Yeah, 19.
0: Really? 19? 2019 is what no, I am going No, please, for. go forward.
1: 1943. <laughs> I'll never forget it. There what I was, do- Steve.
0: What are you doing for your uh, wonderful wife? You know, um, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> sorry.
1: Guys, I'm sorry. I've got like a thing going on with my throat today because Steve, he likes to sneak in in the middle of the night and give me smooches. So he got me sick. I Bam. do. I he do. does. He's the he's the smooching bandit. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Sure. Because she already knows. Um we don't really do Valentine's Day. Like, it's just been a thing that we've never really done because okay. it's we're, we're not trying to be like assholes. Like, that's just marketing bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're not that guy. But Eventually, we've always kind of been yeah. like, let's just be good to each other and romantic all year Aww. round. Aww. Like, I don't need a day to tell me when I'm going to do something nice. But this that's year, we did kind of do a combo thing. So this morning at 10 a.m., let me just get to my notes. I was going to talk about this in news, but... What the hell? Oh, that's about it the
0: thing. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was the thing. It was a thing.
1: Well, because you know you didn't read your notes. You no, your
0: I notes. didn't know that. That was her. I thought the gift was like a. Um, oh, we're gonna go out to dinner and come back home. Well, <laughs> that's as romantic as. I we went to... out and then we came back. <laughs> that was my. That was my big romantic imagination. <laughs>
1: We walked out the door Ooh. and we came back in. That's why I'm single, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? You're gonna find yourself somebody one of these days, buddy. I think one of these days someone's gonna swoop you up, and then I'm gonna be the guy that takes all your time away.
0: That's what you I know. It's funny. Here's the thing. Here's what's gonna happen. I think if uh, if I start dating, you guys will definitely be the interview for sure. Like I'll be like, if y'all, if you get along with her, she is something. But if you or Gail be like. I don't want to say this, but there is something that is just wrong. I would take that into massive consideration. Like, I would be like, really? If you're like, I don't know what it is, but there is something not right there. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's over.
1: Steve, call the police.
0: See, (laughs) that would be enough for me to be like, oh, okay. Like, for you not to, Dan likes everyone. But anyway. Did Go you just put it. us
1: into a double date kind of thing? Is that what you did? Oh, okay. for sure. No, there's no question. Oh,
0: I don't like double dates, man.
1: Why double not? dates are rough.
0: Oh, you tell the story about, um, can you or no? What story? When you were trapped somewhere with a couple that was arguing. Oh. Can you tell that story or is it too close and people would know who you're talking about?
1: You know, there's been several of them. No, it's it's more of a... I don't think I actually told you a story. It was more of just like an example.
0: No, there was one story, one thing you well, told no, me. Well, no, like when you... we
1: were younger, this might not be it, but I remember when we were younger, we used to go to Lollapalooza, right? we go yeah. to the Lollapalooza. Yeah,
0: you had you your, got your Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza and your, yeah. your
1: Primus <laughs> and your Beastie Boys. <laughs> your Red Hot Chili Peppers and so on, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> but uh, no, like we were younger, man, and we would all... Not, not even all of us had jobs yet. So we would, I don't know. I don't think you ever did this. We would all just rent like two rooms and just pack into these two rooms. Sometimes it was one room. Stinky, stinky ass room. But by the time the night was over, you know, we had a pretty good time. And then we'd go to the show. Yeah. But one time a friend of mine brought this, like she was the the variable. Like we all knew each other. And then he brought her. And it was that thing where your, your boy who's always like the life of the party is now like just they're just whispering all the time to each other. Oh, and they're like Lord. off by themselves and are you okay? And then when the one wouldn't the girl, the woman wouldn't she was a girl, Steve. She wouldn't say anything. And then, you know, your boy who's like he just radiates confidence is now going like, What? What? You know that kind of shit. Have oh dude, oh no, god.
0: Disgusting. No, 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 no.
1: Maybe, no. Wanna, maybe wanna vomit. But no. uh yeah. And then, then they of course they would spend the rest of the time, uh, we're gonna go for a walk, guys, because she's too shy to fucking socialize with us, right? Oh. And, and just, so why bring her? You know what I mean? It wasn't really a story, I think, that I told you, but th- that is one example of what I'm talking about. Yes. Bring someone, if you're going to go to a. Kids, listen to me. If you still do these kind of things, maybe you're going to your Coachella's, you know, your, your, <laughs> <laughs> your electric <laughs> Daisy carnivals and things like that, where you're taking, you know, you could take your ecstasy or your Molly. You, um, you, well, maybe you do want to have a group situation if you're taking the ecstasy and Molly, if you know what I'm saying, Steve. Yeah, no.
0: Know. no.
1: Thank you there very it is. much. There Thank it is. you. Thank you. Thank you. No, but hey, like, guys, if you're going to go stay in a room together and, and, and be like a, a group of people in, a, in participating in a particular event, make sure everybody's on board.
0: Don't That's have that
1: one person who wants to take the don't don't bring the new girlfriend. Don't bring the new boyfriend because that shit Ooh, never works.
0: Interesting. How So how long should they be in a relationship before they go out with like a Well, it just depends because, you
1: know, you might actually have some people that are just very sociable and fun. You've been in a situation before where you've gone out with people and, oh, I really like that person. That person's very sociable and nice. Oh, for sure. Funny, and I want to hang out with them, that kind of thing. But yes, I think that if you're going to go in a situation where you're spending time together throughout the weekend. Yes. Like, you know, with a group of people and you're sort of all shacked up in one spot, I think that you should at least know the person first.
0: So you wouldn't recommend like saying, hey, I've been dating this girl for two months you should totally come on a trip with me and my friends.
1: I just think it depends on the person. All I'm saying is if you are someone that is a sociable member of the group and you bring someone you know damn well that that person's not going to like socialize with people, hey, you can still go, but maybe get your own room.
0: You know what I mean? That's totally You know what? That is a great relationship minute with Dan.
1: This has been Dan Ramirez. <laughs> And that's my two cents.
0: All right, let's do this. Let's I love along. that. That is real. I, you know what? I really enjoyed that. But you were going to, anyway, I interrupted you. You were yeah, going to tell me what you were going to so do rude. with the wonderful uh, queen of the house.
1: Like we're not going to do anything for Valentine's Day. I actually have to work that evening. We'll probably oh. go out, you know, during the day, maybe catch a show, a little something like that. But I got to go to work that night. So what I did was today, and maybe this isn't romantic to you guys, but this is, you got to understand, these are just little tokens. And then we're going to use them later. I bought tickets because the Cohe and Cambria tour with Mastodon is going to be in San Francisco on June 25th at the Masonic Theater. Oh, and wow. We're, yeah, so we're going to go. And I think because her birthday's on June 24th, shows on June 25th, we're going to make a couple days out of it.
2: That's awesome. In San Francisco.
1: That's
0: what Come we're going on. to do. Come yeah. on. Come on.
1: I don't have any other plans just yet. Matter of fact, I thought of really it last good night.
0: night.
1: Yeah, we, were, we went to the movies last night, and I'll talk about what we saw. But we were driving, and I was like, hey, I got a little proposition for you. So, you know, after we pulled over off the road and got back on oh. the road again, Steve, Oh, no. But I just said, hey, would you like to do this? And she thought it was a good idea. She loves Coheed and Cambria. She kind of turned me onto them, actually, a million years ago. So this is kind of a perfect thing. We go catch a concert. We go hang out in the city. Have some drinks. Have some food. Do a little dance. Make a little love. You know, maybe get down. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. I don't know. You have your making your love. You're making your love. you <laughs> And so on, et cetera. (laughs) That is really cool. I have not worked out all the details yet, but we're going to go out of town. We're going to spend some time together, man. I think that's cool because it's for her birthday. But it's like here, since we don't really do Valentine's Day, I'm
0: acknowledging the Valentine's Day. Smart. It's very smart. But here's I, I have a request. Certainly. Can you tape toys when they do that live? I don't know if they're doing it live. I haven't found it online live. They have not done that live online yet. And normally it's like, okay, someone catches it. But no, no one's caught it yet.
1: See, you said toys, and I was just thinking something else for a second. But I just realized that you actually do like that song. Like, that's the one song that you know by them, right?
0: Yeah, that song is really good. And the one that they don't do live.
1: Yet. They might. Because they've been on this tour for a few months now, but it's been in Europe and whatnot. And then I think on the East Coast, that's where they're touring right now. But then they're going to take a little break. They do like the cycles, you know? Okay. And uh, so I think during that time when they take the break, they throw a song in. So I'm hoping that's the one.
0: That's a great They're not song, very dude.
1: approachable through Twitter. So you can't like just go, hey, I really want to hear this song. And then they'll be like, okay, so we'll play it for you because you're the one person that asked. But if they do, Steve, of course. Now, how long are their shows? They usually play for eh, probably about a good, two hours
0: so the foo fighters are the only one and paul mccartney are the only ones that go well you know prince and them are the only ones that go like three hours and some change they're the only insane people
1: yeah i think so i don't know why they have
0: like so many albums out i think they're on their ninth album why not play that long yes you could totally go that but also it's a thing of uh you could you even told me he's a shy person Whereas Grohl doesn't seem shy, McCartney isn't shy, so they don't mind being out there for eight hours. they are probably like, this is my fun for the day. So I'm going to go ahead
1: and do this. Claudio Sanchez strikes me as a shy person. He'll do interviews, but it, you can tell he's out of his element when he does them. And when I met him, he was kind of a shy guy. And I didn't want to bug him, by the way, because I caught him in his, in his natural state. Like He went to WonderCon with his wife to sign some comics and stuff, and then I just happened to catch him on the floor the next day. So I didn't want to bug him too much. I just said hello, took a picture. You know, gave I think, them my compliments and then that was it.
0: I think they're at the perfect level of fame where you can walk around and be just fine. And you're yeah, not. You've got idea.
1: you've got your niche fans that are going to go a little shit for you. But for the most part, I think, yes, he, he could pretty much just walk around. Exactly.
0: Whereas Gro, you know, I don't know, though. No, Gro <laughs> might be able to do it because he's just so cool that people just were like, hey, man, really like your stuff. Hey, thanks. It's not going to be the crazy Chase you down, grab on. Like I don't. It doesn't seem like the Foo Fighters have those. It seems like they just have their really rabid. Like, oh man, love your stuff. You're so awesome. And he's like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
1: no, I'm sure they have. I'm sure he's got. Cause you know you've got Nirvana. You've got your Nirvana. <laughs> oh my god, I no told I'm doing you, it. dude. I to- you, you have it in my head now. That was a weird <laughs> hypnosis thing you did. But no, I'm just saying. You know, you have Nirvana mm-hmm. to that those fans too. Plus the Foo Fighter fans. I think people would be would mob him.
0: Well, they, I really think that'd I've be seen pictures of like the one dude put a picture out on Twitter where he was at uh, uh, the art supply shop and like nobody was bothering him. He was oh just yeah, shopping. I saw that. Yeah, so I'm just like he might be the guy where it's just like oh he's so cool that you're not gonna get mobbed. When like, I say mob, I'm not
1: talking about like the in sync old school Beatles fans like, kind of yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. just think there would be a lot of people coming up to him is what I'm. saying. Sure.
0: I think it depends on where he's at. Like depending on where he is. Like if he's in. If he's at, like, uh, shoot, I don't know, some random Hollywood place, he might not.
1: Here's the other thing, too Foo Fighters are an older band. They have older fans. Yes, yes they've got some younger fans, but I, I think the younger fans are, he's old to them. You know what I'm saying? So, That's like, the, so true, the people dude. that grew up with the band, they're more mature, so they're, they're less likely to do that. So, I'm rethinking my theory on this here. So, maybe he wouldn't get mobbed. But I will tell you one thing, I'm going to make a confession. If I ever come face to face with Dave Grohl, I am going to do what I can. I'm not going to act crazy, do a Mentos commercial to like, you know, meet the guy. But if I meet him and sit down and have a conversation with him, it's going to be incredibly hard for me not to totally fan out and lose my shit.
0: Oh, for sure. that's probably
1: the only celebrity that I could say that about. But I have so much respect for that guy. Just everything that he's done, all the different projects he's been in and just that he seems like a really, really nice guy. I think I would lose my shit.
0: For me, it would be more of a, uh, he would be one of those where I would, I'd, I'd have specific questions I'd want to ask him. It would be like a, um, a musician's interview because it's more, I respect him as a musician.
1: I hear you and, and make no mistake. I could do that part, but I'm saying like afterwards or maybe just on the inside, I would have to be like, okay, calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like keep your oh, cool. Oh, for sure. Because I mean, I've done interviews, even in the interviews that we've done on the show and then on uh, the word as well. I get nervous before I do those things because it's oh, not geez. just me sitting yeah. here talking to Steve; it's me talking to people that have been in movies and whatnot. And I don't know what it is. I mean, they are—they're all just regular people. Just they just happen to do something much cooler than what I do for a living. But I always have to kind of calm myself down a little bit. I don't know why that is.
0: Um, I think it's a normal thing. I know I'd be like if I was interviewing Stevie or Paul McCartney or even Dave Grove, I would say, okay, chill out and just be you. Like they've heard the show and they know who they're talking to. If you change it up, they're gonna be like, This isn't the guy that we were listening to. This is weird. They're like, okay, I imagine they know what they're getting. So just be that. You know what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't write notes. I probably would just go like, I know your stuff well enough. That I could just, like for Dave Grohl, I wouldn't need notes. I'd be like, okay, I know well enough where I could just go off the top of the head and wonder, how did you write this song? How did you write this song? What studio did you do it in? What stuff did you use? How did you do this guitar riff? And that's enough for an hour and a half. Going deep into every single thing. wanna you know, I know what I think? with that?
1: I think that you're kind of full of it. Like if you had a chance to meet, they're obviously dead now, but if you had a chance to meet Prince or Michael Jackson... I don't think... Oh. And, and and I'm going to throw Stevie oh, into dude. the mix. I don't think you'd keep it together as well. You'd be able to keep it together because you just have that gift of gab. But I... And I know you are also a unique individual that doesn't always just show all of his cards. Yes. But I think you would lose it.
0: Um, you if, would be
1: tripping on the inside for sure.
0: If... Here's what would mess me up. Here's what would mess me up. If I said, Stevie, like, I love, uh, like, whatever song. Like, say I said, I love um, Visions... And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, when I first start writing the song and he starts playing it, it's over for me. That's when things change where he's like, I did this chord and he starts singing it for me. You would have to take over. <laughs> you would immediately have to take the reins and be like, oh, he's not doing well over there. For sure. He's not doing well over there. And if it's in person, oh, dude, yeah, stuff like that. The thing is, like with Prince, when Prince was around, he wouldn't have done that. He's not going to play for you. Heck no. Like, no, I get paid to do this. Whereas Stevie, he just might accidentally do it. Paul McCartney would totally do it. He'd be like, oh, this is how I did it. And he'll just play because he loves doing it. And it would, that would mess. If I was like, how did you write yesterday? And Paul McCartney starts playing and singing yesterday. I can't make it through it. I wouldn't be able to do well at all because these are the, and there's a very few group of people that are just like, you're the soundtrack to my life, and those are a few of them. They were soundtracks to my whole existence. But it would be so fun to freaking interview them, and I'd be all
1: other- like trying to keep it together and talking about. So, you know, can you tell me a little bit about your your writing process and you're trying to be cool about it? What's up, Steve? Trying to trying to keep your your, your big oh, Steve for sure. personality, yeah. And he'd just be like, "Well, I think it was uh, best said when I when I when I wrote this song. Well, let
0: me just play a little bit. Oh, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. It would be over." Ribbon in the Sky, I'd be done. Oh, dude. Would you like to sit down next to me and sing this song with me, Steven? Oh, it'd be over. <laughs> it would be <laughs> so over. Much. I would be like, okay, for my dream, if if he was like, hey, um, no, but the thing is, I'd be worried as soon as we walked in and I met him and there's a piano there. I'd be very worried. I'd be very worried. I'd be like, oh, no. This is a bad situation. You just have to be like, for oh, so long. And you'd be like, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to I gotta do it. I'm to excuse like, myself for a second. Just like you, if if Dave Grohl was like, I'm going to do Everlong," and just starts playing it for you, I don't think you'd do well. I don't no, think okay. you would. I don't think so, dude. Because you'll be like, I think the situation of this is actually happening. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say that it would be one of the like. Is
0: he really fucking playing this with me right really now? He's really doing this. Not
1: work. one of my favorite songs. It's, it used to be, but it's like, I, it's one of those songs I've heard so much. But I, I get I, your point.
0: I don't like the song. Like really? Maj loves that song. I don't like the song. You
1: go straight to hell, Steve.
0: Just kidding. You like? I, I just think it's so. It's not even one of their. Like compared to what? The, like I think "Bridges Burning" is better than that song. Yeah, I agree any day of the week. And I'm like, why is that the one everyone, I think it's the Howard Stern thing. That's oh, it's what totally it the out. Howard.
1: Good, good pull. I didn't know you were aware of that. It's totally the Howard Stern. Well, when thing, when because I that song was popular. I, yeah. And then he went on there and did the acoustic version and no one could get it anywhere. And they actually released it from the Howard Stern recording.
0: That's, and that's for me, I'm just like, okay, I get it, which is dope, but that's not a good, that's it's for me. It's not a good song. I mean, just like, I don't like, um, big me either. Yeah. I like I the think, video. The video, video is hilarious. fun because he says, like the video tells me he understands exactly what I don't like about the song. It's like poppy he's like, and yeah, it's super poppy and super corny. So yeah, I mean, I think we could we could definitely. Here's what I'm gonna guarantee you, Dan. Oh, I'm about to put it in stone. Do it. In the next two years, we're going to get either. Uh-huh. Dave Grohl I appreciate your your energy no no, no this is not this is not I am playing around here now okay I'm not playing around now it would help here's the thing this is all contingent if we had randomly if we had like a music podcast I'm giving you a 95 chance we're getting them for which it's, it's not even close we're getting them. um and uh we have a good chance of getting a member of Coheed in Canberra a member I don't know which one a member I don't want to be too, uh, I, that, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Let's just say that. Cool. I, I'm not going to say shit just it.
1: yet, but in the next two years, I, I think that's very possible. A member of Kohi Camera.
0: That's what I'm saying. A member. It doesn't have to be. And my thing is, I just want the coolest talker. The dude that's most talkative is going to be the most fun. Cause they've seen all the stuff everyone else has seen on that group. They're just willing to talk about it. Whereas everybody else is like, well, you know, I just, um, just try to make music, you know. I'll Be like, "Hey, so how crazy is that one song? You know, we just sat down and wrote it. I'm like, yes, yeah, wild. <laughs> what, what, what inspired you? You know, I saw some toys, wrote about that piece.
1: Oh. I was at Target, and I wasn't took my kid to the toy department. And I was like, you know what? I can write a song called Toys.
0: Yeah, what's their favorite toy? Maybe I'm not... their favorite toy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: <laughs> those are Cohid jokes. Everybody, you don't have to get them. It's okay.
0: It's all right. Okay, it's
1: an inside joke thing.
0: <laughs> oh, dude! I didn't tell you I was—I was, I was re- like, um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna tease out a story for you. Okay, come on. Mars made me tear up yesterday. You want to know how that happened? The planet Mars? Well, something about Mars. Okay. So I'm going through my Twitter. You have your Twitter. You have your Facebook. You have you have Twitter. your
1: social medias. Yes.
0: Yes. And um, I get information about. Opportunity, and Opportunity is a rover that's on Mars right now for the last about 15 years. Okay. Um, when we were at JPL, they were explaining how we they lost contact with uh, Opportunity because there was a dust storm that blocked out the solar uh, channel that gave it power. And last night, Opportunity sent out a text message to its people at NASA that said, my battery is low. It's getting dark. Oh, good God. And it said, rest in peace, Opportunity. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. That's really sad. Dude, everyone that retweeted it said, why am I crying over a rover? Like, it said, it's getting dark. My battery is low. It's getting dark, dude. Oh, my God. I sent it to Maj, and Maj was like, my goal is to be able to bring those things back. It's, wow. it's just a sad, like it was supposed to, he was supposed to last for like two months. It ended up going for 15 years and we saw the death of one out there by itself in the dark.
1: It's all Jeez. by itself out in the, in the darkness. You know what I'm playing right now? Uh,
0: I don't know what that is. What this is, is
1: Gustav Holtz, Mars written, Steve composed, I should say, I believe it's in like 1914 Jesus and words. Hey nerds, listen to this. I learned this today from my daughter. Yesterday, two days ago. When did I learn it? Anyway, I learned it. So my daughter's in band, right? And they're gonna be playing this piece, or maybe a part of it. I don't listen so well sometimes, but yeah. But anyway, the reason that I'm talking about this is that no, there's another piece. Okay, what it is is a uh, Gustav Holtz did. It was a uh, um, he did the Planets, like he did all of them. There's pieces about all the planets. Oh, that's really cool. This one is Mars, right? So since you brought up Mars, I thought I'd play it. But, because I'm topical that way, Steve, you know, you got your Jupiter, you got your Mars. Yeah, but, you got your uh,
0: Mars, yeah.
1: I just want you to know, listen to the music, John Williams drew inspiration for the Star Wars theme from this.
0: Oh, totally. You can hear it. Oh, totally.
1: That was supposed to be R2-D2, but I can't whistle, Steve.
0: You can't whistle, Dan?
1: Um, Not very well. Really? I'm not going to whistle, really. I mean, I guess I can. That's but, a good
0: whistle. That's a quality whistle. Dude. And I can do the, you
1: know what I mean? Sorry, guys, oh, That fucked dude. your ears all up. But
0: yeah, I'm just yeah, saying. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm okay. But I'm not one of those, like, I can't whistle ditties. I mean, I don't think people whistle ditties anymore. Like, I don't, if people, if someone was walking down the street whistling, I would be like, now that is something you do not see every day. Like, if they're just like, uh, there wasn't like sunshine, lollipops, I such, I was like, what is sunshine, going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what day are you having? Let me, hold on, time out. What is going on with you? Someone just got laid. Dude, oh, gee, that's what, let me tell you something. When I find, you know, you have your women, you have your girlfriends, you have your, when I find one, I am probably going to be whistling Dixie too.
1: You have your friends, you have your lovers.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be whistling Dixie, dude. I, that's a for sure thing. Unless you and uh, Gail are like, something's wrong. Um, I think she's a something, whatever. I, I, that would worry me. That sounds kind that, of not, It's gonna be whistling, whistling Dixie like a mug. Steve just got
1: laid.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> Steve just walking down the street. Hey, look at Steve! Look at that guy. He just got. I laid. know, like swinging around poles, and all of a sudden the like random woman I I grab hands with knows my dance too, and we dance together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just waving at the <laughs> waving at the mailman
2: yeah, there's a milkman on the porch
1: they
0: don't even have those anymore but there he is hey steve Chief, you know let me tell you how old i am dan i remember the milkman me too oh okay well i don't feel so bad then
1: never mind well i'm older than you so that would make more sense right
0: yeah but i didn't think they had milk people in fresno
1: yeah 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 oh where was your milkman in the la area and yeah in long beach yeah Long Beach Milk Man. That's not a bad yeah. gig. I it's think not... that would be a very nice gig. Um I, I mean, think... think about it. You you cause it's coastal, so
0: you can just drive Oh, totally, huh? All the beach houses and stuff delivering milk. Is there a reason they didn't have, just have milk at the supermarket? No, they had milk at the supermarket.
1: So I, I remember going milk delivering that. I remember we used to go to the dairy and get bottled like milk in the glass bottles. Wow. Yeah. But that was more of like a hey, kids, let's go to the dairy to get milk in the glass bottles kind of thing because they had the good chocolate milk. Oh, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk was something else.
0: So why would they pick a random thing you can get at a market to deliver to people?
1: Uh, I don't know, but it was kind of impressive, right? I mean, like, there's a certain allure to it, wouldn't you say? Can you picture the milkman right now? He's got the white suit on with the white hat. Mona, Mrs. Smith. You know, there's just something about it. I don't know.
0: I kind of wish they'd bring him back. It's adorable, but it's a pointless, like, you could either go to the store to get all your groceries, or you could have me deliver this one piece of grocery and still go to the store to get the rest. I'm like, why? Why why would I, why would I do that? That's like, now it makes like, people are like, oh, the milkman. But now I'm like, why the milkman? That makes no sense at all to me.
1: What about how the milkman?
0: How the milkman? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And why? Well, no, I already said why.
1: What the milkman?
0: What the milkman? When? Who? Who the milkman? (laughs)
1: Eventually, we'll get to our show. We'll get hey, there.
0: Hey, why was it that the milkman was always the one that was sleeping with the mom? Because he was always there. Regular stops. Yeah, but so was the
1: Could poster. have been the mailman.
0: Yeah, they never UPS say the mailman. Guy. They say the milkman. Or do they say the mailman? He's could even have been traveling the traveling salesman. Oh, could have been the traveling salesman. Could have been. I haven't seen a traveling... You know, the last time I saw a traveling salesman... And here's the funny part. Two of them. One was Encyclopedia Britannica, which we bought... And the second one was, uh, uh, what was those vacuum cleaners? Oh, the Kirby? Cur- Kirby. Or was it? And yeah, I think it was Kirby. The, okay, let me tell you how deep this dude went. All right, so he came over, showed <laughs> us the Kirby, right? We weren't interested. He took yeah. me on a ride in his Camaro. Let me oh. drive his car. <laughs> would, that, would that happen these days, by the way? No. <laughs> he joined our church. Oh, God. He sold the vacuum, never saw him again. This dude <laughs> both- joined? The yes. church, to sell you a vacuum. Now, mind you, that vacuum was like $1,200 in 1994. Even my mom to this day is like, we could not afford that. Why did we even, like, why? But see, my dad was really into gizmos and gadgets because he was a he was like a software engineer for a computer company back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he was really into that sort of, oh, we're gonna have the top of the, like we, we had a computer when no one else had a computer. So he was always on the top of the line. But later on, my mom was like, A, we never used it for what it's supposed to be used because he showed us all the things it could do. All we did was vacuum with it. We didn't do all the amazing, oh, we
1: can- Put on the attachments and steam clean your carpet and whatnot.
0: Those attachments were there for so long that if you tried to pull it off of the vacuum, it would like be, it's like greased on because we never removed the attachments. They were part of the vacuum. And it's so funny because I was like, he must've got a a like super duper commission to join a church in order to do it. Hey, it's called dedication is what I call it.
1: Do you think maybe he joined the church so he could get to, to know the congregation and then like visit Ooh, each of the people in the congregation? You, I mean? you get like a be... solid set of people and those people all
0: talk. No question. That's probably, you know what? Did now you know Ann, you, Ann got a Kirby?
1: It? Ann did get a Kirby. How does she like it? Ann loves her Kirby. And then That's the next true. thing you know, Bill and Suzanne and, you know, whoever else have Kirbys. Did you, do you have a Kirby? And they find out at the key party that they each have a Kirby. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying?
0: Do you think they really had key parties? Oh, I'm sure of it. I mean, it had I mean, to come from somewhere, never But one. it wasn't rampant. <laughs> it wasn't rampant, though. It wasn't like as I just think here's the thing. I think maybe there was one, but it was so crazy that, that, that it happened that I would tell everybody if I went to a key party. I mean, you're not gonna believe and so it probably just went across the nation thinking that there's key parties everywhere.
1: There's a different believe. time, Steve.
0: We're, wait, not so much disease.
1: Herpes? You could go to the doc real quick. Yeah, but they, that's it.
3: That's all the nice
1: yeah, but it, it won't kill you. And they were a little a less educated about it, too. I'm not I'm not supporting. Trust me, I'm not supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> and no offense to y'all if you happen to have that particular thing. I'm just well, saying. Well, they said,
0: what do they say? Like 70% of America has it. Why well,
1: you got to bring the show down, Steve? <laughs> it's with not your, a bringing the show with down. Your, with your bad statistics.
0: But like it messes me up because I remember how many drinks I shared with people. And I'm like, yo, they were just sharing drinks when I was a kid. Hey, taste some of my soda.
1: But it's the different types of virus, though, right? The different strains yeah, but or whatever.
0: I- I'm almost sure I shared a drink with someone with a cold sore. I'm almost sure uh, of it. But you don't have one. True, but I'm saying we were not like no one in we our school. We're rolling the dice. Yes, and our teachers didn't be like, "Hey, Steve, homie with the cold sore, you might want to get a different drink." No one, none of my teachers <laughs> told me that. They're just like, "Yeah, share amongst yourselves." You Pluxia. know what I couldn't do?
1: This is a little bit different thing. Uh, let me ask you a question. You drink milk?
0: I can't drink milk, no. Oh,
1: that's right. You're lactose. Okay, let's just say you did. But you you did at one point. I did. And yeah,
0: till one day, yeah.
1: Okay. So would you allow someone to drink off of your milk?
0: Dude, I wouldn't let people drink off Oh, you mean like and then I drink it again? Or yeah. do they to keep it?
1: No. Like, hey, you want to sip on my milk?
0: I wouldn't let people drink off of anything though. Nothing.
1: Well, like one time I let a kid Sip off my milk. I remember this. And I've never done it since. So the kid sips off the milk, right? And then he, he, you see I'm watching him do it. So picture like crusty lips going. The milk's coming to the crusty lips, right? Ew. Sips the milk. And then there's the string of milk
0: oh, and saliva that got I've stuck. I've seen that before. You, oh, can have, because... you can have the milk, G. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. I've seen that, geez. You need some calcium in your life. Yeah, but I've it's... also seen people kiss and there's that string too. And, and there's really no difference when you think about it. It's real. It's it's just as growth. except the light tinge of whiteness to the milk, and it seems thicker.
1: No, this is, okay, this is a whole other tangent, but I mean, and I'm not going to go graphic on this one here, but yes, there are certain are. things that are, there's certain things I would allow in, in, in other areas. I'll say yeah. that. Really?
0: That, that I I'm, wouldn't I'm
1: tolerate
0: with I'm something as simple
1: as drinking milk.
0: I'm not following that.
1: I'm not going any further than that.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But I don't get, I honestly, this can go so saying, many ways. I'm just saying, you, you'd you said, you'd
1: said, okay, so I, I gave you the milk example. With the yes, you
0: did give me the milk example.
1: The, the spit string. Yes. That's I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going at.
1: And you said you've seen it with, with kissing. Yes. Okay, well. What? Do the math, sir. Just follow the trail. But, but I'm just a, saying, okay. My there, is there's so different ridiculous. areas where I would, I would allow things that I wouldn't necessarily allow for something simple like milk. But to your mouth, though? I think this is a whole other podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay, you do it. Okay, number one. Okay, we're going to go there. I started something
1: that I don't think I can finish.
0: Did you know, G, because I think I know where you're going. Yeah. But did you know that, um, oh, dude, I'm about to tick off everybody in this freaking podcast land. Turn up, hey, kids, earmuffs.
1: Plug your ears.
0: Earmuffs. Did you know that oral sex can give you throat cancer?
1: How did you get from what I was saying, Steve, (laughs) to that? Shame on you.
0: (laughs) Gee, yes, how crazy is that?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, who was it that wasn't it Michael Douglas? Yes, yeah, that's what you Worth were thinking, it. right?
0: Yes, Kath Rosetta. Here's my thing, dude. I knew there was something wrong with it. I knew it. We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drawing a line in the sand, sir? Huh? Hey, ladies, yes, listen up. <laughs> I knew. I knew we shouldn't have been doing that. I'm like, this doesn't seem right, yo. This does not seem right.
1: So that's your policy? That's what I'm I'm asking. (laughs) I'm asking you to tell me, Steven, and all these lovely people out there, is that where you stand?
0: uh, I'm never doing it again, G. Ever. Really? Ever? Heck no! Throat cancer, B! Mm, Okay. Throat cancer, bruh. All right.
1: I'm more like, The final frontier.
0: Oh, dude.
1: (laughs) I'll boldly go when no man has gone before.
0: (laughs) See, here's the thing. When I'm like, if my friend gets throat cancer and I'm at the hospital, I'm Uh going to be looking at his wife being like, Are you happy? (laughs) I'd be like, Are you pumped now? Was it worth it? Good job. 18 months from now, it's going to be like, Welcome to Heroes of
1: Noise. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask. Go back to episode 55
0: and take t- our warning. G, I'm telling you, G, I, I, I knew something was wrong. Something told me this is not a thing. Hey, We have created this. Thing. If you
1: work as an x-ray technologist, you run the chance of getting leukemia or cancer.
0: I bet you the chances are lower than that. But
1: there are a lot of x-ray technologists.
0: True. I'm just saying. But I'm saying I bet you the, the likelihood is less than doing that and getting it. Guaranteed. Well, I mean, uh,
1: you got to be careful. You can't just be. What? Can, I mean, what's what? great about this is for me, it's all like factors of things that I can't really. I don't have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? As a married man, I don't have to deal with that.
0: That's what I'm saying. But I think even with now one you. person, I think in one person, I think you could get it even if it's just one person you're with. Because I'm creating science right now.
1: You're creating science. So you're saying you're saying it's, it's simply the act. That's it. It's not any kind of no physiological variables or anything like that. It's just the act. Yes. So like if you cross your eyes, you'll go, you'll go cross. You'll stay cross. eyed Bingo. If you, if you Master, but you'll go blind. Got it. Dr. Steve.
0: Instead of me going off the top of the dome, I know Shannon was a college teacher, so she probably is versed in all things in the world. She was will law. correct me. I'm, I'm well, pretty sure it's law. Okay, law has something to do with the laws of medical uh, <laughs> situations. She knows the laws of gravity.
1: Well, I wouldn't know, Steve, because you know, I mean, I've known her for like thirty-five years, and uh, she only writes you. So, I, I mean, you're gonna have to ask her. Oh my. Okay, God. well,
0: Shannon, I'm asking you personally. Yeah. Does this sound crazy? Yeah,
1: you know, like, <laughs> I get, I get, I get messages on Facebook like, "Hey, hey, Dan, uh, how you doing?" I'm doing like, "Hey, I'm doing all right, doing good. Nice to hear from you." And she's like, "Oh yeah, well, here, this is for Steve.
0: Bye." So, okay, so I'm just saying, you know, here's what I'm saying: thirty-five Shannon, years. If this isn't sounding crazy, would, would you, I will be happy if you're still teaching at college, I will be happy to give a seminar about this in front of your college students. No charge. I will tell them the dangers that they face doing this act in the future. If I'm correct, I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm not, but I'm standing firm on this. I have a feeling we have been doing something that we ought not.
1: So you're going to give a health seminar. Yes. Lecture.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: In a law
2: form.
0: Um, they don't know this stuff. They need to. Okay. The right. brothers and the sisters mm-hmm. all need to know what you... I wonder if it's just a man.
1: If field. only you had a platform where you could just spread it out to people.
0: I see what you did there. <laughs> um, Here's what I'll say. I need to look into this more because what if it's more likely to happen in a dude's throat? See, there's a lot of variables here, Dan.
1: I mean, I could literally just right now if I wanted to, which I'm not cuz we're we eventually got to get back to doing the show. But and I'm having fun by the way. Like I could just talk about this shit all day and not do a show. I'll be honest with you. Because it's been a while.
0: But I could go on Google while. right now and we could figure it out. But I'm not gonna. No, we're no because we're spitballing. We don't want Google to mess up our facts. Yeah, cuz everything on the internet's true, first of all. Exactly. So I could find this out very quickly. Here's what I'm going to ask you. What's more likely? What I'm saying or a guy strangling a freaking mountain lion by himself? Totally what I'm saying. What would happen first? Or what is more likely to happen? What is more likely to be true? That this gives you cancer or the mountain lion story?
1: I think it's more of a you can get. It's possible to. It's, it, it, that's what I'm it's saying. Like it's if impossible you, that if you, he strangled a, You know, a if mountain you mountain eat lion. a piece of bad chicken, you might get sick. Dang, but you could sick. eat another piece of chicken. Be That's just not right. true.
0: That's not true, Dan.
1: Pardon the eating pun. I'm just saying.
0: But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. That's like saying, okay, here's the thing. It's the equivalent of saying all these animals have E. coli. If you eat one of the animals, you might not get sick. But just know they all have this. Life's a gamble. Is That's it, what I said. That's what I'm saying. Is it saying. worth it? Is it worth it, though? I don't have to deal with these things. Let anymore. me work it. Put your thing down, switch it, and reverse it. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you get better.
1: <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, we're. Gonna and
0: I think you understand cool. where I'm coming from. That was fun, though, right? It was fun. It was fun. All right, cool.
1: Guys, what do you think about this? Do you think you, you know what? Never mind. No, <laughs> no. In, ask the question, Dan, oh, think, no, you you ask the question, Dan. No, you ask the question because I'm not even sure what I'm asking. Okay. Do you? Okay, I'll ask this. Okay. Now, according to, I want to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly. You're saying that it's simply the act that will cause cancer. Not mm-hmm. the, the, the chance of it. Like, you think it's just simply, like, looking at the sun will make you go blind. I think, yes. I think if you do it, you are risking your throat. Yes. Okay, so that's different. Mm-hmm. And this is with multiple people or the same person. So, in other words, let's just say you have two uh, clean subjects. Okay? You being mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. Are you saying repetitious activity with that same clean person will eventually cause this to happen? Or are you saying multiple partners and everything will, will allow it to happen? Cause it to I
0: happen. will say, I will say, depending on the person, I think, and I'm going to read this more because I love just spitballing. I think it depends. I think there will be perhaps people that, uh, I, here's what I'd say. Being that I can't do like tests, I know what I'm saying,
1: by the way. I'm just making sure I know what you're saying.
0: I'm saying the act in itself Mm -hmm. increases your likelihood of getting throat cancer.
1: Okay. That's why I asked a couple of times. It's not just the act itself. Like, again, if you have two clean subjects and doing this every day, like, it won't happen, is what I'm getting at.
0: I'm getting at your, like, if you have two clean subjects. Yes. And then you have me. Aside and say those both of those total healthy subjects mm-hmm. are performing this act. Right, their likelihood of getting throat cancer increases more than mine. They're now more likely to have throat cancer than I would.
1: Well, you know, I don't do it. It's 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 HPV, right? That's okay. what's that's what's causing it. Yes, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Everyone and the, the mom has it. I'm just saying. Oh Jesus, do they? <laughs> Yeah, I've talked to everybody.
0: No, I'm just saying <laughs> and their
1: mother, huh? I just wow. got off the phone. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> saying that's the variable as far as as far as I know. And that's what you, it is. But I'm saying. you don't
0: know, you're just pretty much rolling the dice.
1: Right. That, and I agree with you 100% on that. That's but, okay, what I'm, on but, that. I, but I thought you were saying if it's just you have two people that are clean subjects and you just com- repeatedly do that act that eventually it's going to happen. You're increasing your chances of it. I thought that's what you were saying. That's not.
0: No, what I'm saying. saying I'm saying if say you have a healthy guy, two healthy men. Yes. They perform these acts. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy. I like that I you don't. went with
1: that. I like it. You're a free spirit.
0: And I have it or say there's a man, two men, two women.
1: Okay. Making four of it fun. Them,
0: two four of them do this act, mm-hmm. right? To other women. So I now you would, have
1: a total of 6.
0: Yes, 8 actually. Two men, two women and they're performing on their girlfriends. Because I want to make sure that we have now covered the whole variable. Uh-huh. All of them. Yes. I am now the I am now the least likely in that group to get throat cancer. Because I don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's there it my, is. that that's what I'm saying. I think that that is. Now, I know that doesn't make me popular with the ladies. But I want to live, Dan. That's my goal.
1: Would it be weird if I had the like if I was in your situation, I would just be risking dogging like this all the time? <laughs> wow. Really? Would you? Would you roll the dice? I mean, I wouldn't be like a dog at a dog park and hello and just, you know, you got to do a but little it investigative stop you. work. It wouldn't no. stop you, though. No,
0: no Dan. You're well, sorry. I
1: mean, no, no, no. Oh, well, well the knowledge of like. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's move on, shall we?
0: Yeah, dude. You. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go it's ahead. It's been a health moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is it.
1: And that's our two cents on HPV and oral sex. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, oral sex. Not buying it. That's my I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's take on oral sex <laughs> you know but that's that's gonna be my first oh. segment instead of ghosts, I'm going there and then it's all downhill from that <laughs> alright
1: man we should probably get to our show here but I do have Let's a couple other it. announcements okay so uh, we have a friend you know, a podcast friend. He's a, he's a, he's a member of the group. His name's Kevin Shanks. He has a podcast called Nobody Asked You Kevin. And uh, also Rebecca Daling, who does uh, frequent visits on Pop Culture Leftovers as well as a number one comic books podcast. They were both on PCL. That is Pop Culture Leftovers, if you can't put the letters together. Episode 271 this last weekend, and they both did a fantastic job. I enjoyed listening to it, so I thought I would share that with you guys. You should listen to Pop Culture Leftovers, episode 271. Uh, Kevin, very smart guy. He's a forensic toxicologist, Steve. Pretty impressive, right?
0: That is... I don't even know what they...
1: That means, really. So he works in a lab where... And you know what? I'm going to give him a plug. Because, you know, I think his show's interesting. It's a brand new show. He's just starting it off. I'm not even sure how many episodes he has. So guilty I have not listened to every single one of them, Kevin. I'm sorry. listen to a lot of podcasts. Freaking... You you didn't even know any of this, Steve. So stop it. Sure did. But what I'm saying is, he works in a lab, apparently. And he figures out how people died...
0: Through drugs. I think I'm oh. saying that correctly. So he's the one I should be asking
1: about the cancer thing. Um, We could get him on. I don't know if that's his specialty.
0: Oh, oh. But I'm sure if it's his okay.
1: specialty, he'll let you know, ladies, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Anyway, I just wanted to say, Kevin fine job Rebecca fine job um, we would love to have both of you on the podcast eventually here and I know we're not we're just talking we're not talking shit. we're just trying to work things out I keep saying that guys but I promise we're gonna have guests on the show and we have certain guests in mind that we want to have on the show those two being a couple of them but uh, guys listen to pop culture liftovers episode 271 listen to the whole thing it's great but episode 271 was really funny and fantastic and Brian got drunk again so it was funny and uh, also I wanted to give another plug to our friends at real zodiac that would be Sean and Quinton. They finally have gotten on iTunes, so that was a little bit of a process for them. So now you can actually subscribe to their show. It's Real Zodiac, R E E L Zodiac. They're on iTunes. Check them out. I'd like to give plugs to people that we uh, that we respect, Steve. People that we like. Just want to say that I could go on all day about all the people that we that we associate with and talk to, but I just wanted to take the time to give those four people some accolades and some uh, some plugging, if you will. All right. I appreciate your enthusiasm.
0: No, I thought you were going to go directly (laughs) into the contact information. Okay.
1: No, 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 not there yet. I also have one more thing to talk about real quick before we, we move on. Um, now, Steve, I know you're aware of this, but we I don't know how far you've actually looked into this. So, guys, I'm addressing you, listeners of Heroes of Noise. I have a bit of a mission for you if, and, and a request. And this is a very serious request, honestly. We recently submitted a two-minute submission of our podcast, which was the Noisies, uh, to a competition called the My Roadcast competition. It's My R-O-D-E cast competition. If you go to our homepage, you can click on that. And what it is, uh, we're trying to win this contest. It's... it's um, Rode is giving away a whole bunch of podcasting equipment and they have several different prizes. I think we, I just want a piece and I know Steve does too. A piece of like, a, it's like $150,000 worth of equipment. And there's everything from what's called the Rode Procaster, which is this amazing podcast mixer that I really have my eye on. Really want it. I think it's going to be great for the show because if you see my setup, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, but there's the microphones, there's all kinds of stuff. But on top of that, it's not just the materials folks. Of course we want to sound better, but we want to get, our name out to more people we want more people listening to the show so if you will if you take the time please go to www.heroesofnoise.com and click on the link and right there you're going to find the two-minute submission that we have vote for us would you please i would really appreciate that here's the deal in comparison to some you know we don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners but we're trying to get there at some point we would like to anyway and we, we want people to listen to the show. We want to put our names out there so people can find us. So really, that's kind of what it's about. If you guys could go, I'm going to put the link in the show notes and it's on the on the web page. It's my roadcast competition. And I just want you guys to please do us a solid and vote for us. Tell your friends to vote for us. I believe you can only vote one time from a particular IP address, but, you know, No one's telling you not to go to work and vote for us. You know what I mean? But we would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. It would be doing us a huge solid. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to go on and on. But um, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we go on. I think I'll probably bring it up a few more times in the the coming episodes. I think the contest goes until March, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, we'll be plugging this a little bit. But, again, we would really appreciate it if you give us your vote. Um, It would mean a lot to us. There. I'm done. I get a little uncomfortable when I'm asking people for things like that. But it means a lot to me. Thank you very much. My name is Dan
0: Ramirez. Agreed. Agreed. Dan Ramirez.
1: No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just joking.
0: (laughs) But Dan. Yeah. I think that sometimes, sometimes I forget that as much as I talk, people want to talk back. And as much as you say you have your this and you have your that, people want to give you their thing and their blah, blah. And theirs. I do say blah, blah a lot, Dan.
1: No, not anymore. Oh,
0: really? You've actually gotten a lot better.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the first blah, blah I've heard in probably a good four to six months.
0: Really? Oh yeah. You're doing great. I miss it actually. Do you really? Really? That's fire's fault. Blame her.
1: Oh, she's aware. That
0: is fire's fault. But anyway, there's many things in the morning that I really, really enjoy. One of those mm-hmm. things is coffee. The other thing that I miss very often is hearing your voice in the morning, and I can't Oh, get thanks, that. man. Ever. A lot of I people say that. You. A lot of people say that, Steve. Exactly. And they want to hear more of your voice, a lot more of it. So can we give them a segment in which they get to hear more of your voice?
1: You're goddamn right I can, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to these golden tones. My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. If you want to reach us, I suggest you do because we're pretty nice guys and we have a lot of fun on our show. You can hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts, your quotes, your comments, all that shit. That's what it's for. Go over to Twitter. I'll wait you there fantastic hit us up at heroes of noise you can reach me dan at dan q public my buddy steve hudson over there at, at s e underscore hudson music we're on facebook at heroes of noise uh what else i was just talking about www.heroesofnoise.com ladies and gentlemen that is where it's at I take a lot of pride in that site go over there as much pride as i can anyway you know it's not it's not a, the wordpress bullshit yet but we're getting there but go on over visit the sites peruse if you will and see what what we have to offer you can see the pods of justice our friends down at the end you can uh you can buy something if you want I'm, I'm not hoeing us out, I'm just saying you can and if you do, please take a picture of yourself and then we'll uh, send it to us and we're going to put it on the website so you're going to be like famous and shit like that. Uh, what else? You can leave us a voicemail, you can subscribe to not only the Heroes of Noise but you can subscribe to The Word, the unofficial preacher podcast and ladies and gentlemen, we're coming back soon it's going to be I uh, in June, season 4 starts we're going to wow you and amaze you, I'm telling you it's going to be a beautiful thing but we won't talk about that right now other than that, that's pretty much it I think you've had enough right now, put your clothes back on I'm going to turn it back over To the one, the only, ladies, man, the man that won't do what you want him to do, ladies, Steve Hussman.
0: And you know, it's funny if they do call in, they can leave a voicemail. And it turns out we have one today. Someone I talked to last night. This is a little bit of a longer
1: one, but this one comes from a young lady. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. You feel me, right? You feel my pain? Okay.
0: Thank you. Ooh,
1: boy. Yep. Michael Scott at your service. This one comes from a, a lady. You may know who this is, Steve. Her name is uh, well, her name is Angela. We'll just say that. We call her Fayvon We love her very much. And she sent us a voicemail. She's been absent for a while. Let's, let's listen and see what she has to say.
3: Okay. Hi, heroes. I'm back. It's Favon. Um, I've been MIA because I've just had a lot going on. But I just listened to your latest episode, and let me say I love you guys. I love the podcast, and I'm probably one of your biggest fans. With that being said, this last episode was crazy. Not crazy bad, but crazy unusual. <laughs> and even <brave enough>, if <laughs> I understand you're sick, I hope you're feeling better. Um,. But uh, it was just really different. But I still enjoyed it. I actually found myself talking to the computer um, as if you guys could hear me. But then I realized you couldn't hear me and you couldn't respond. That's why you guys should have me on the show one day. One day soon. (laughs) I think you guys, you know, I think you guys would enjoy it. Don't hold back, Vavon. Tell us what you really think. I know I'd enjoy it. Um, But... Another great show, even though it was weird, (laughs) it was still great. I still want to know, have you guys seen Escape Room yet? I saw it, and I have my opinions about it, but I'd like to know what you guys think about it. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say hi and tell you that your show was crazy. And that whole tangent that turned into a religious thing, it all started with, Steve saying cradle roll (laughs) and thinking that it was a word that everyone knew. Anyway, love you guys. Looking forward to the next show. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Cheers. Favon. Cheers.
0: Love you. Favon. I love you so very much. Where do we
1: start with this one, Steve?
0: Okay. um, It was a very, the last show I haven't listened because I know it was off the chain, because there, yeah, that's I don't the reason. Even, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I know, right? I don't know what I said. I don't even know what I said. I don't think you were that bad.
1: The thing is, it's weird about that, is that she's not the first person to say that it was a bit of an unusual show. So I don't know, was it me? Because I don't know if I necessarily steered the show, but... Was it my direction I took it? Was it your tangent that caused that was us to? I mean, were we, we, were, we were, there was a little bit of, uh, I don't think we were tense, but.
0: No, there was a, from what I've gathered, it was the tangent to. But we always into, do
1: tangents, though.
0: Yeah, but that was wild. That it was very was, out of left field. Oh, dude. And it was like, at least we can find the string today. Like our strings That's what a- she said. <laughs> I don't even know. How does that work? I don't want to talk about it. Go on. Oh, that's gross. If you're thinking what I think, you're
1: thinking. No, asshole. Oh. I'm talking about she's flying a kite. All right, go on. Okay, good.
0: Um. Uh, so <laughs> for, for me, like today, when we go on tangent, I'm like, oh, this brings me to other things. And I'll, you know, the other one was just me going off the top of the dome and wherever my brain went I just said it because my brain just didn't have the why are we saying this thing. And so I'm just glad I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that episode is gone and <laughs> in the file of I'm I was sick. Uh, I don't think
1: her- you did that bad, man. I really I don't think we did that bad, but if but it's not she's not the first person to say that. So I don't really know what it means. She didn't really elaborate. People liked it. They just said it was different. And, and there was another person. That's right. On Twitter. Uh,
0: what's. Oh, God. Uh, Shame on you, Dan.
1: No, no, no. I remember it was Jonathan. We're just going to go with that. I was deciding on whether I want to say the whole thing, but it was Jonathan, I believe, that wrote and said he said something like, well, that was different because he had actually only. Li- <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he, he'd only listened to our our uh, award show, the noisies. And then, of course, the uh, top 10. I think those that was her, his uh, first introduction to Heroes of Noise. He'd heard all of the word but he hadn't heard much of Heroes of Noise. So he's like, well, that was different, but he liked it. But again, I'm not entirely sure what the different thing is. I think you're having a complex here that's unnecessary. I don't think you did a bad job at all.
0: I mean, I don't, the thing is, I think today, like I guarantee our tangents were way more tangential today, but at least there was an actual thing like, oh, I could follow their line of thought. I forgot that it was Cradle Roll. And I still am, that still makes me laugh that I thought everyone knew what Cradle Roll was. That still baffles the mind. But uh, here's what I will say. It made me feel better after I had the podcast, after the podcast was released or after the podcast was done, that's when I started feeling horrible. Like during the podcast was the best I felt after it, everything just went downhill.
1: Did you happen to take any medication prior to starting? No, because it was like you had taken medication at the top of the show and then about three quarters of the way in, it kicked in.
0: No, it's, 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 I, I literally did not, and I should have probably, um, but I don't take medication when I have a cold. Why well, fix things, right? Well, no, the thing is I want to know when I'm really over something. And normally I'm like, oh, I feel better, but it's just, it's masking it. And I'll end up doing more than I should do. I'll like go to the gym thinking I feel great because the medication's working. And then be like, oh, I'm not over this at all. I like to know, okay, this is how sick I feel. Except for the flu. I should have taken something for that. But other than that, I was like, yeah, I, I want to know when I'm done. Oh, and strep throat. I was, I was gobbling pills up like crazy for that. Hmm. But uh, uh see? The throat thing, gee, I'm telling you. Anyway. Um, but what have yeah, you been doing? I, you know what's funny? <laughs> you, oh, I don't I can't say that. I can't say it. That's way too far on this podcast. But right. there was a there was a something that gave me that. But anyway, um, so yeah. <laughs> okay, um, stop.
1: <laughs> you must explain. No, Dan. Come on.
0: No. Um, Come there on. was a, they was there was an interaction with a female and the mm-hmm. next day I had strep throat.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. And I'll go more into it when we get off of the podcast. I'll tell you <laughs> the actual ins and outs of that.
1: I tried, ladies and gentlemen. I tried. What yeah. are you going to do?
0: But, uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh, um, it was a, f- I, I, I still stake my claim on, on the, uh, I was like, you know what? I, I still like what came out of it. I think the Lord that Dan was actually leading that whole thing because you're always just so good at, you know, but maybe that's range. what
1: it was. Maybe that's the weird thing.
0: Ah, no, not at all. It was, it you was know? my tangent Cause
1: I wasn't was prepared so. to do that. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm weird that way. I, I like my patterns. You like your patterns. You like <laughs> I your like patterns. No, I'm just saying I like the format of things, you know? So. I didn't know that you were feeling that way until we started the show. Oof. And for a while when we were talking like prior to recording and even a couple of times I I don't uh, should I say it? screw it I did. I actually edited down a couple of silences with you because when we first started I'd be like, "Okay, man, so, you know, I watched this." And it would go, "Okay." And I'd go, "Steve, are you there?" Stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Like no. <laughs> I swear, really? I took a lot of, I took some of that out. Not a lot, but I took a little bit out just for the sake of, you know, I hate long it was silences. Tough. But you were hurting at first, and then you woke right up. So I think we did okay. I mean, and and if you didn't like last week's show, guys, which I'm not saying you did or you didn't, but if you didn't, can't win them all.
0: And if you You, did not like that show, you're- You're going to hate this one. (laughs) You're going to hate it. But you did hear us come up with not buying it.
1: If you came here because you see pictures that I put up of what we're going to be talking about, you're probably going to have to skip to- Hold on, I'll tell you right now.
0: We're looking in the
1: area of approximately- oh my god Steve we've been talking for like an hour and ten
0: okay we're about to get into what we've been watching <laughs> oh, we're about to get into what we are I'm sorry yes. guys thank you Favon and we're gonna have you on and I loved our conversation last night even though you're up till two o'clock in the morning watching a movie that I referred you to and I'm glad you enjoyed it love you
1: also Favon I think you could do a good rendition of happy birthday Mr. President oh my god
0: I never even thought about that
1: right hi this is Favon. yeah happy birthday to you I'm getting
0: uncomfortable I'd love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, let's move along, Steve.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we get to talk about some things that are about to come up in the future. Now, I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. There are a lot of amazing trailers out. You know, you have your us. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of scary movies, lots of horror coming out.
1: You've got your us, you've got your ma.
0: You got your Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you've got your child's play.
0: Yeah, you got your Avengers. Gee, I. I otherwise I'm going to start saying that. I got to stop saying it. I gotta. It's going to be a good year
1: more. for movies, I think, is what you're trying to say.
0: Totally. And so there's a few trailers we wanted to talk about. Go for it, Dan. Hit us up. Well, the first one that I watched, and this wasn't this
1: week, it was actually last week. And I knew you watched it, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it yet. I'm, I was curious what your thoughts were on the new Child's Play trailer.
0: Brian and Henry's in it, so I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, everybody. Aubrey Plaza too is in it. I'm going to be honest with everyone. I'm not a Chucky fan. I just think he's super corny and has never been scary. I, I, I'm going to... You know what? I agree with you. Yeah. And so this... The trailer was like, okay... Like, this is exactly what I expect. Why are they redoing it? Well, I think that's
1: just... You know, I I didn't want to go down a road of of cynicism. but Neither do I. I, But since we're talking about it, I think there is just a lack of originality right now in in Hollywood. And I think that there's a lot of people that just want to reboot everything. I personally don't think that this trailer... Excuse me, not the trailer, but the movie itself, needed to be remade. Because what are you going to do with it? Like, it was already so campy. Is it just going to be even more campy? Or is it going to be... Something in the in the effect of um, like when they did the Friday the Thirteenth over again, or when they did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street over again. Is it just going to be this money grab, and then you don't see anything else about it again because the movie sucked? We now, but then again, it's got Brian Tyree Henry in it, so
0: he usually makes good decisions. He normally does, but I think unfortunately, like Annabelle creation was really good, mm-hmm. and I they so they kind of made another spooky doll now, and I. Don't know if they got them now. What they're gonna try to do, like, do you know who's doing the voice for Chucky? Is it the same guy? I don't
1: know. Actually, I haven't gotten that far yet. I could try and find out, but I, I don't think so.
0: Because in, in my brain, like Chucky's little quick wits, it was a, it was like Freddy in a doll that's less scary. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather get those quick like witticisms from a person that I'm actually scared of, and Freddy would be like. Welcome to prime time. And I'm like, man, he is a scary fella. That guy is a scary fella. Chucky never struck me as scary at all. And I never, there were people around in my like, when grade school that were really scared of that thing. And I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get it.
1: I think those are usually people that don't like dolls or anything to begin with. You That's
0: know? true. You made yeah. a very good point there. Nope, you're right. You're totally right.
1: You know, I'm looking on IMDB to answer your question. I don't know if they have a voice for Chucky yet. They must.
0: They, they must have, have a voice. To. Yeah.
1: But I don't see it. Maybe that's a surprise. Oh, look, he's back. I don't, I don't know.
0: Or maybe it's going to be like, I don't know who's doing the voice. And at the end, you look at the credits, you're like, oh. Just like Bradley Cooper with the raccoon. I was like, who's doing that voice? Yeah, but that was, was a known it, thing. I didn't know. Not until in the credits when I saw it at the movie theater. I was like, oh. Because ever so often, he'd say a word that triggered. And I'd be like, I know that name. I know that voice. I just don't know who it. And then when it said Bradley Cooper, I was like, oh. He transformed. And maybe that's what the person's going to do for Chucky. Someone's going to do the voice. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's Jordan Peele or something random like that. We're like, oh, look at that.
1: (laughs) Jordan Peele doing Chucky. That'd be funny.
0: That would be hilarious. I would be so if they got, if they let him write his witticisms, that would be interesting. Jordan Peele writing his little clever lines, but it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not, are you going to, I'm going to, if this is in the conversation, I'll watch it. But if no one's talking about it, I'm not even going to watch it in the theater. I'm just not. Unless it just
1: looks so incredibly bad, I'll probably go see it. Just because this is what we do. You know what I mean? We talk about movies. So, yeah, I'll probably check it out. But I'm not entirely thrilled for it. I don't know if it's necessary. But I'll go in with an open mind. Like, the chances of them doing something so groundbreaking and starting a whole new franchise for a new generation is very, very low to me, I think. I think it's just going to be, it's not going to happen. But we'll
0: see. We'll we see. shall see. Yes.
1: Another one, Steve. Did you happen to see the trailer for Ma? I did not. You have not. All right. No. We're going to pause for a second. Okay, we're back in now. So Steve has seen the trailer for Ma. Now, we're not going to break this down or anything, but I, I, I thought that you should see this one because I was curious what you thought.
0: Well, um, I got Octavia Spencer. It does. And it's from the director of the help, which kind of be like, Oh, I'm wondering where this is going to go. Um, so I think it has the potential of being either good or truth or dare. Cause truth or Dare's trailers look dope.
1: So what you're saying is it could totally go either way.
0: Oh dude. I agree. They know. And here's my thing here. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. And I might be totally wrong. Here's what I think is happening. All right. So we saw in the trailer that she is high school friends with the girl's mom, right?
1: Right. I'm Can I, I, I'll was... read the premise real quick. Okay. Okay. It says uh, a lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening and make them question the intention of their host.
0: Yes. I think that she was high school friends with all of them. They tormented her. You see that she has burns on her neck. They yep. probably did something very mean mm-hmm. and now she's coming back for revenge. That's what I think is happening.
1: You betcha. I think that's what's going on too. I think <laughs> it's right. <laughs> I think it's right out in the open. I don't think Talk, there's going to be yes. anything like this is not going to be the next get out.
0: No. I mean, and here's what I'll say. Now I'm clowning truth or truth or dare right now. Okay. As you should. It was a terrible movie. I'm only I'm 70 minutes or 60 minutes in. Stop. And I haven't gotten to where it's terrible yet.
1: Yeah, just Oh, really? Okay. Well, you know what? We did have a disagreement about a certain movie that I'm not going to bring up right now unless you want to. So please, it's, again, please. it's a matter what, of what, taste. What movie is it? Oh, Monster Project.
0: Oh, I thought yeah. it was another one we are talking about. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that the premise of Truth or Dare is the concept is so dope that how they execute it doesn't really matter because I just think that the concept is fun where it's just like, oh no, you... And the thing is, uh, the really cool thing that I liked about it, which they might do, I don't know. But if, if they're able to make this fun thing where it's just like, how do you prove to people that this is true? Like, how do you prove that this adorable woman, Octavia Spencer, is crazy? That's going to be hard to do. And so I'm like, okay, they could do that. But I have a feeling that we've already nailed the premise and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make it the big twist.
1: They haven't given us everything, but I think you're right. I think we've nailed the premise. I think that it's that's going to be the gist of the movie, right there. Octavia Spencer's character, who Spencer rather her character, who we're calling Ma in this, as in, hey, come to Ma's house because I'm gonna I'm gonna be your your new Ma and let you party downstairs uh-huh. and all that stuff. She has. Been, I'm gonna go with this. So, like you said, she was tormented in high school. Maybe she wasn't even necessarily friends with them. They played her friend in high school, and then they ended up doing some mean shit to her, a la like Carrie, or something like
0: that. At that house. At the house, perhaps. Oh, snap, Maybe. Dude. That's
1: not a bad little thing to add in there.
0: If we're this right, dude. <laughs>
1: we're good. We just need to write our own movie. But I'm thinking that because she's that tormented, Steve, she's been plotting the revenge for 16, 20 years, let's say. And now the time has come. She is going to. It's maybe even they happened like their senior year in high school around some certain event or something like that. She has been waiting because of like poetic justice yes. in her head. Yes. To, to uh, exact the revenge. And this is how it's going to happen.
0: Totally. That's I what I
1: think it is. I think it, in a nutshell, that's what we're looking at here.
0: That's I totally agree.
1: The question is, will you see this movie?
0: I will see this movie because you know how I'm a, like for me, I have to at least give it a dude Blumhouse, man. Like his name is becoming so synonymous with decent horror that it's almost like if you put Blumhouse Presents and give you one quick dun-dun-dun, this movie, people will go see that movie. They'll be like, oh, I want to know more.
1: Yeah, he's kind of... I don't want to compare him to, like say, somebody like Wes Craven, because Wes Craven was a writer, or, you know what I mean? Not like that, or Clive Barker. But I think that his name is synonymous with horror now.
0: Blumhouse is on its way to being that, and I think that uh, more movie studios need to do that whole... Instead of giving four hundred million dollars to one film, why don't we spread it amongst ninety directors? And and we're gonna have a hit on our hands. You'll probably get more in, like, actual profit than you're making. Like, even though you're like, I spent four hundred million dollars on this movie and got four hundred and seventy back. But like, yeah, but this guy spent ninety thousand dollars on a movie like Paranormal Activity and got two hundred million dollars back. Like, this guy is making profits that are just insane right now. million on Get Out, and what does that profit look like now? Oh, Still making money. Still making money. And so I think he's really, people need to be choosy about the directors, not how much money you get. Choose the director correctly and say, now here's $5 million. Holler at your boy. You will not see me until you're done. You're not going to have to wear me over your shoulder, going through the script. Do what you do. I'll holler at you later. And when you give people directive like really good creative people directive power, they come out with stuff like well you're not going to come out with a get out. That was just a like a That was a crazy movie in an interesting time. And it looks like us is going to be that same thing but 10 times oh, over. It
1: looks so good. <laughs> Dude, looks I don't so like good. it.
0: I don't like the look of it. Everything <laughs> about that movie creeps me out. I love Everything. it. I think
1: yeah, and that's what I want in a movie. I I don't think <laughs> I was just talking about this. There's nothing that truly scares me, right? But this one has some seriously creepy vibes to it. There's just a few shots that I've seen that make oh, me kind <laughs> of.
0: The know? whole crawling. And that's kid, what I'm the looking for. Yes. On the, I'm like, oh, yes. my God. That scene,
1: if you've seen the trailer, when he's like, we can get crazy or we can get crazy. And then oh, it has or whatever gosh. he says. And then they just go, boom. They all like run off in different directions. That's the gee, kind of shit I
0: like. Gee. And then I love the poster of uh, Lupita looking crazy over the mask. I was like, is Jordan Peele, is he a genius?
1: It's too he soon a ge- to tell, but I think he's definitely hot right
0: now. He is. And the funny thing is I would have thought he would go into comedy. And I will give him credit.
1: I'll, I'll go down on record saying that I think he has made the best horror movie
0: Oh, it's not. Even cool. though
1: it was more psychological, he's made the best horror movie in the last, say, 10 years. Easy.
0: I was terrified. When when things were happening on screen, I was terrified. I'm like, what is going to happen to this person? Yeah. Get out. I don't this I don't is... want the argument because you know I just said the best
1: horror movie. So let's let's leave opinion out of it. I think that he has set the benchmark. No question. For, that's a better way of saying The benchmark for what a horror movie should be.
0: No, you know? it, like. It's to the point now if only if the only thing he put up on screen was Jordan Peele us people because remember that for a while that was it. Yeah. We just saw the and then you saw the um like Pat Oswalt would tweet out the invitation to the premiere and he's like this is pretty much the spookiest thing I've ever gotten at my house before and I think Jordan Peele is so smart that he's not sending invitations to a million people. He's sending it to the very important people that's going to spread the word and he knows are going to love this film. They're going to be like, this is perfect. I just think everything Blumhouse is doing right now is what people are like. It's almost like Jason Blum saw saw the issues with horror movies and said, what if we did it right and just started doing it? What if we just did it right? And he's I doing love it right Halloween.
1: Now. I loved Halloween. Oh, I was dude. I was late to the party on that one and I dude. actually just saw it not too long ago. I loved it. I thought it was
0: so good. And you know it's funny because my son saw it. He's all of a sudden getting into horror movies. And he said, um, I was like, so do you ooh, I can't even say it because it ruins it. But he goes, he goes, um, I can't even say it. He's learning that if something doesn't happen on screen, yeah, 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 it yeah. Stop. Didn't
1: <laughs> I know where you're going. You know what I'm
0: saying? I'm like, how did you know that? Yeah, he's like, oh, just from the horror movies I've been watching. I'm like, oh, they're catching on so quick. It's like, if it doesn't happen on screen, it did not happen. I was like, you're so right, James. I, th- so I right. think because I think because we've been talking about horror
1: so much lately, totally. like it's definitely our new thing. Not necessarily our new thing, but it's we're more into it these days. I know I am.
0: It's the and, most uh, interesting bu- genre right now. Yes, that's the a very well Interesting put. genre. Agree.
1: Right now. I will agree with you. It's it's uh it's charged right now. You oh, know what I mean. Dude.
0: Interesting but, people making stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. But I'm starting to get Gale into these movies, who she she never Ooh. liked. Yeah, she never liked horror. So I'm starting to show her these movies, and what I love about showing her these movies is that she's like a big old scaredy cat. So she has those reactions that I wish I had. She yes. has the I'm gonna if I'm sitting on the couch with her and she's got a blanket or something, she's gonna cover her eyes, kind of or like put her put it up to her face, you know that kind of stuff. I love yes. that. I wish yeah. I had that. So it's um, really fun watching these movies with her. I, but I, getting back to what you were saying yeah. regarding Halloween, same exact thing. She's like, but it, exactly. That's what I told her. I said, that's how it works. What and you were just talking so about with mine. so
0: good. I mean, it was just, um, and also low key, low key, they did this thing where um, they're doing this thing where it's like, no, 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 we're not going to do the helpless Heart, um, you know the helpless girl that just can't. They did. They didn't do that. They're like, oh no, 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 not, t- not today. So it's a different spin now. Because before they used to be tripping in the woods, falling over themselves, running in high heels. They didn't yeah. do that with this last movie. I just lots really of tropes. Them.
1: They're they're starting yes. to eliminate those tropes and try it a little bit differently. And that's because
0: women are, are saying, no, 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 we we are not going to do yep. that thing.
1: Bingo, that's, sir. Yeah,
0: that is not good. But I, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Look, I think. Here's what I'll say. I think if, even if the the thing is we're right about Ma, it could still be a dope film.
1: Oh, it can be totally Even if we're right. It's got Octavia Spencer in it. It's, it's going to be entertaining. Like she if, will do her role. Whatever that role is, she will nail it.
0: Yes. And I think I've never seen her scary. So I'm very interested. In, and look, she's such a sweet looking woman that scary is going to be really scary. It's gonna be yeah, like, I think whoa, she could pull whoa, off scary pretty well. Totally. I'm looking for, So I'm, I am going to watch that in the theater. For sure.
1: I don't know if it's going to go to this magnitude, but I think she might be able to do a very, not similar. What am I trying to say? I think you'll get where I'm going with this. Like what Kathy Bates did with Misery.
0: Oh, yeah. You know I what did. I'm saying? Yeah.
1: She'll kind of do something like that with this movie. It may not be as big of a movie, of course, but I'm thinking that she's going to have those kind of vibes where it's like, yes, oh, I never sure. pictured her doing that kind of stuff. She does it very well.
0: Definitely. You, know you Oh, said? I'm excited. I love Bates. movies, dude. I love them. What'd you say? I used to have a thing for Kathy Bates. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was. I don't
1: know what it was either, Steve, but hey, you know what? To each their own. Yes. Good for you, sir. Um, last trailer. I don't know if you watch this one. You don't have to watch this one. Cause I know this is probably not your deal, but I thought I would mention it because it's topical. Uh, the frozen two trailer came out this morning. Did you happen uh, to watch that?
0: Uh, no, I haven't seen frozen one. So
1: yeah, and that's what I thought. So yeah. no
0: worries. Um. I'm not the biggest
1: Frozen fan. I mean, you know, we were talking with the blurbs about Disney and things. I love Disney. Uh, And Frozen is not a bad movie. I watched it several times with my kids, with my daughter mostly, and my niece. But, you know, not not my favorite movie. This one, I will say, looks a little more intense. From what they've shown, the the scenes that they show look super intense. And it kind of made me want to watch the movie. So it's definitely got my interest. And I'll probably check it out since I saw the first one.
0: In the theater, you know what's funny? What's up? There's one trailer, unfortunately, we have to talk about. Did I, oh, what do we miss? Aladdin.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, we can't. We can't not talk about Aladdin. Dude. Good call, sir. Good call, dude. All right, yeah, let's let's just do it. <laughs> um, dude. before you say anything, <laughs> if I may. Because I'm going to let you run with this one because I'm, I'm probably going to agree with Oh, I don't have anything to really say about it. Yeah, no, no that's all. Yeah, I'm just, I just, I want it. a prediction from you. Do you think this movie will be successful? Yes. I mean, it's Disney. So, yeah, that's it's kind of, a, it's kind yeah, of a silly thing to say.
0: Totally. And if you have nothing, the thing is, like, the parents are going to be like, babe, what do we do with the kids today? But, like, we can just take them to go see a let. Automatically, let's just take the kids to go see this kid-friendly movie.
1: Okay, let's take the box office out of it. Long term no do you think it'll be remembered no i don't either
0: yes I, because it will be remembered but not not, not exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not for the right reasons right
0: oh dude no yeah yeah but you know what let me ask you this mm-hmm. are they done with the cgi
1: i certainly hope not because Ooh. i don't know what they're doing I, you know what i think it is let's say they were done with the cgi After what the public has said about the appearance of the blue version of the Uh genie, Will Smith, guys, if you have been under a rock, was playing the genie in Aladdin. (laughs) It looked so bad. Oh, dude. I think that they would dare to go back and tweak it a little bit more. But let's just say they get his motion down and the way he looks a little bit better. It's still, from what I've heard of him speaking, it's going to be horrible.
0: It's going to be horrible. Because here's the thing. They, they picked a movie that is great to be like, okay, we can put, you know, the right people in the parts and blah, 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 blah. But they also have one of the most iconic characters given by one of the most iconic fast talkers ever. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, we're going to now put him like, you know, we're going to slow him down and make him talk normal. No, no it, it was
1: already a mistake to retry and replace him. Like yes. you can't. You can't do that again. It would be like trying to remake a Star Wars movie, not like a sequel or a prequel. Like a remake a Star Wars movie and expect it to be as good. It just, it's just not going to happen.
0: No, and and the funny thing about the Aladdin or uh, the genie, they even wrote songs so that he sung fast because they're like, no, 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 we're going to write songs for Robin Williams right. so that he knows how to talk fast and yeah. do all this stuff. I get how I here's what would have been the smart thing, in my opinion, if they're like, where's the genie? And like, Will Smith gets up, dusts himself off, and he's like in a nice suit. Be like, why'd you guys wake me up? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is a new like twist on this idea where he's just like, okay, what do you want? I'm like, okay, I'm willing to watch that more than a purple person or a blue person. I'm willing to see what they do when they say, Will Smith, do your Will Smith thing. Do what we loved you so much doing and see if you can make it a genie. Then I'll be like, okay, we're talking now. But now that they're going to be like, let's try to duplicate what we did, except put Will Smith's voice over it. It's a terrible idea. Will Smith is great at being Will Smith. Fantastic at it. Let him do that. Let him do that. I don't know what they're thinking, but I, again, I'm going to see this travesty though. I want to see it. I have a question for you, Dan. Is it going to be better than Aquaman? (laughs) call it
1: okay now when you say better you're not saying like uh, box office no
0: just movie wise
1: I'm gonna say no No!
0: I hate to say it I hate to
1: say it but I'm gonna say no (laughs) here's why I'm saying that based off of what I've seen I (sighs) Am I saying that? I'll say this. I don't know any of the other characters. So with Aquaman, at least you had some familiarity. You had some big names, the people that can hold their own. And again, we're sort of in the minority when it comes to whether Aquaman was a good movie or not. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, with this one, I don't know who any of those people are except for Will Smith. That's just me. Maybe they're very you know popular and I just don't know who they are, but they're completely off of my radar. So they better be damn good. They're already working with something that's they're already working against themselves is what I'm trying to say. So, I, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's I think that Aquaman is going to be a better movie.
0: I'm going to go Aladdin. OK, fair enough. And why? Um, because Aladdin already has a better story right off the jump. If they just follow the eggs, ex- the storyline, that's a good point. That's a good automatically point. it's better than Aquaman. Cause if you just follow this story. Yeah, and
1: for the most part, they have been doing that. I mean, Lion King seems to be pretty much shot for shot. That's it. So I get That's what you're it. saying. So, okay, yeah, you know what? I didn't really look at it that way. So in those terms, I'll go ahead and agree with you. But performance-wise...
0: <sighs>
1: <sighs> you know what, dude? I think you're right. I think that Aladdin will be end up being a better movie.
0: Who's the director?
1: Guy Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> So he is much like, much like James Wan in Aquaman is they're stepping into different territory, big time. At least I think so. Dude, it might be terrible. I got, you want to know something? I'm not the biggest Guy Ritchie fan.
0: Neither. I loved Lockstock. I loved um, uh, Snatch.
1: You want to know something? What? I don't like the Sherlock Holmes movies.
0: Oh, I'm not a big Sherlock fan. Okay. I good, think good, I good. think he shined in Lockstock and uh Snatch. Those but were But that's a very
1: moment. particular genre. You yes. know what I mean? So yes. now he's going
0: into Disney territory.
1: It's an interesting call. It's, it's an a interesting very choice.
0: Very strange call. I don't know. He must have made a killing on Sherlock Holmes to the point they're like, ooh, he can do it. I think I mean there there must be a reason that they well, the only reason that they passed on Johnny Fab is because he's doing A Lion King. Otherwise, I guarantee that's who they would have tapped. They would have been like, let's just have Favreau do it.
1: Favreau should just do everything (laughs) for everyone.
0: he's just Um, incredible. The thing is, he's incredible. People don't give him the props he deserves.
1: Yeah. He's got something that a lot of people don't. Simply put.
0: That brings us from these amazing trailers that Dan is so excited about, especially Aladdin 2. (laughs) What we've been watching. Dan, I know you had a little bit of time on your hands. A way bit in between eating oatmeal and going to the park. What you been watching?
1: So I'll start off right away, man. The first thing that I watched, I put it out there this weekend. And I think some people were definitely into it. Some people not so much. And I think it has to do with the amount of episodes you watch. Uh, much like Russian Doll last week. But um, what I'm talking about is a show that's on Hulu right now. It's called Pen15.
0: I watched 10 minutes of it. And it's so weird that... Like I like it now. I don't know why you think it takes a few episodes to get it or why. Uh, no, people- I, I don't
1: personally, but yeah. I know that it was, I liked it from the beginning and then it kicked in in episode three where I will, I was like, oh, okay. So there's some raunch to this. Um, let me talk about it. So yeah. it's described as the comedic story of middle school seen through the eyes of two seventh grade girls dealing with the awkwardness of being a teenager. There are elements to this, guys, of just a little bit. Just a little bit of Big Mouth in this here. And, you know, but that's not the first time. Big Mouth is not exactly the most original show either. And it worked very well. It's a very successful show. It stars Maya Erskine, I believe, and Anna Conkle. Now, here's the deal with them being teenagers is that I believe Maya Erskine is 31 years old and Anna Conkle is 24. So, <laughs> the, yeah. It sets them up in the seventh grade. And they both look pretty young, but they, you know, clearly they're not seventh grade, but they're surrounded by actual seventh graders. Now, just off that premise, you would think you would think that's not going to work or maybe it's just it's going to be too silly. Somehow they do this effectively and you buy into it after a while. I watched the first two episodes, Stephen, and and getting back to what we were talking about. And it was super, super funny to me. Like there was uh, I don't know what it was. It was just something very likable about the show. And I had some good chuckles on it, but then we get to episode three and it takes this raunchy turn and not so much raunchy, like, like it's not for shock value is what I'm getting at, but much like big mouth, it addresses awkward situations that happen in your adolescence and your, you know, your pubescent phase. So, You know, it deals with like masturbation. Uh, That's what episode three is about, actually. And it's the way it's done is really funny. When you first find out that that's what that show is going to be about, that particular episode, the way that they inform you is, dude, I laughed so freaking hard. So I really enjoyed it. Not just because of the, you know, they're talking about masturbation. I'm not like a child or anything, but it was just a really like you, you realize, okay, we're dealing with a different type of show. I believe there are 10 episodes and each one keeps getting better to me. I think they are so likable in their characters, uh, particularly Maya Erskine. And um, I have really nothing but good things to say about this show. It's on Hulu, guys. It's directed by the guys from The Lonely Island, and um, you can kind of see why once you start watching it. So if you like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or anything, it's nothing like that, but that kind of writing style is there. That comedic timing is there, and it's just super, super funny. I think these two did something that was pretty bold. They took a chance with it, and they ended up coming up with something that just knocks it out of the park. I think the whole thing sticks a landing. Um, I highly recommend this. It was Probably my most entertaining watch of the week as far as finding something new that I wasn't even. It was just one of those things where I was looking on Twitter and it it kept popping up. And if you put pen 15 on paper, well, it kind of looks like penis. So I thought that was funny. And that's just sort of my mind, which got me to Hulu. (laughs) That's what made me watch it in the first place. But um, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I like this show. I, I really can't recommend it enough Disagree with me if you want to, guys, but I think this show is just a hit. I blasted through all 10 episodes like so quickly. And I can't wait to see what season two holds. I think that season two is gonna be imminent. I think it's just it's just kind of a given. The thing about this one is, you know, like I said, there's some raunch to it, but there's also something wholesome going on too with this one. And and much like the shows that I kind of like to watch, you know, when you have that, but you put it with something where there's lessons to be learned and you just kind of, there's morals that you're finding and, and the development of the characters is really great too. I think all of the actors are fantastic in this and um, definitely my favorite watch of the week, Steve, I'm going to go ahead and give this one easily 3.5 out of five easily. That's being conservative with it. I, that's how much I like this show. It's wow. Super entertaining. Yeah, no, I really, really liked it a lot. I think that the, you know, now I will say, is this something that I'm going to talk about years from now? Probably not, to be honest with you, but as far as just the entertainment value and how many times I laughed and how many times I kind of went, oh, like that that was sweet, too, at the same time. Um, and here's another thing, too. Nostalgia like crazy, like it takes you back. And I think this would apply more for someone like a female, for instance, uh, yes. dealing d- d- in your seventh grade years. I think that there's going to be a lot of things where are like, oh, my God, I remembered that. Like I was watching it with Gail and she was like, oh, shit, I did that. Or, oh, you know, there's things I saw her laughing at that I know she recognized herself in. Apparently, they really stick the landing with that. So there's going to be a lot of nostalgia there. And um, I think they do it perfectly. I really do. It's a great show. Maybe this is falling into that whole nostalgic thing. Like we're kind of we were 80s for a while. This takes place in the 90s. And I think we might be going into that pattern now where we're starting to do a lot of 90s shows. But it, it does it very well. I have no complaints about this whatsoever. I highly recommend it. 3.5 out of 5.
0: Dope. What else you been watching, brother?
1: Okay, so speaking of Big Mouth, they have this on Netflix as episode 3-1. I don't think that's the case. I think that's a mistake. But what it is, it's a special. It's a Valentine's Day special from Big Mouth. It's called My Furry Valentine. I watched that as well. And um, as you guys know, if you've been listening, I love Big Mouth. I love the writing team. I love kind of everything there is. It's, it's hilarious to me. And this is no different, but I'm not going to talk about it a lot because I don't know if it was just like the mood I was in or maybe because I just watched Pen15, but it was a standard big mouth episode. Dare I say it might have even been a little bit too gratuitous with their like, I have no problem with Raunch. I have no problem with profanity, clearly. And you know, again, I like the show so much. I have no problem with any of the characters or anything like that. It's a fantastic show. But for some reason the standalone episode didn't really hit me as well as the other ones normally Mm. do. It's not bad by any means, but it just, I don't know. It just, it was just sort of there for me. You know what I mean? Um, But that's not saying that it was bad whatsoever. So I recommend that you check it out if you like big mouth, because it is a, it's a continuation of the story and they do. um, They do kind of tackle some things that they talked about in the last two seasons, but it was just kind of all right with me. So I'm going to go ahead and give big mouth episode just a three out of five. It was funny. I laughed. Uh, but it, it, there was nothing that wowed me so much where I just felt like I had to go and tell the world, you have to see this here. I just think that if you're a, a fan of Big Mouth and a fan of the writing, check it out. Because it's a, it's another piece to the story. You know what I mean? But other than that, Big Mouth, My Furry Valentine was just all right with me.
0: Wow. Okay. Was that yeah. Big Mouth, My Furry Valentine special on Is that Netflix weird? Like- <laughs> right it's a very, I mean, it's not a surprise because normally when they put out special episodes, they're not great. The only special episodes I've seen that are just amazing was like. The office, the English's, the UK's office special tour, like music tour thing was hilarious. But other than that, it's really hit and miss for specials. Yeah, it was good. It just didn't
1: wow me so much like the rest of the show has. Like every time I finish watching a season, I want to talk about it. I want to tell everyone to go and check it out. This is just like, if you like Big Mouth, then you should just check it out because it's another part of the story. But it's fine. It just didn't really do anything for me where I thought it was just so fantastic. I had to get on top of my roof and yell it to the neighbors. You know what I mean?
0: Totally get it. So that's Big Mouth Netflix. What else you got, brother? So last night I went to the regal
1: special event of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the 35th anniversary showing. I don't know if it was to the day, but that's the day they chose to show this nationwide. Not everywhere, though. It was weird. There were some people that wanted to see it or didn't even know about it. Um, I don't think they did a great job marketing it, but I did no less see the 35th anniversary of Nightmare on Elm Street with Robert Englund, and um, it was fun as hell, man. I had a great time. Like I was telling you, I've, I've turned Gale on to horror, and she did see this one back in the day. I think everyone's seen Nightmare on Elm Street, but she recalled it being super scary. And uh, I think you and I both know that's really not the case. Not at so all. Much. Yeah, yeah not, not at all. all. Campy as shit, really. It's, 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 it's not so third much the one's first. Still
0: legitimately scary
1: it's debatable. I you know what, I'll watch it again and I will talk about that one with you, but I just, I never really found them scary. I found them more campy and, um, uh, even, and especially now, but the whole event itself was really fun. I mean, you go and you, you have hardcore people that, that go there to watch it. There was a little bit of annoying me going on in the movie just because of the, the people that were watching it want to talk about it. Like, uh, loudly. Uh. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Fresno and horror movies. Um, It's everywhere in horror movies. Listen, people, when you go to the movie, just whisper. That's all I'm asking. You can talk if you need to. I did. There was things I talked about with Gail sitting right next to her. I didn't need to say it so loud that people four rows up heard me word for word. And there was just a lot of that shit going on. We actually had seats because it was a reserved seating thing that we were sitting. We we like to sit at the top. And I don't know. I think I might be changing that up because every time I go to a horror movie and sit in the top row... There, it's just, it's a madhouse, dude. And <laughs> people just don't know where they how to, go hold to talk. Yeah. Exactly. I guess so. But it was, the row was packed when we walked in. When I bought the tickets, there was really, it looked like it was going to be a fairly empty theater. I would say, guys, if anyone's from Fresno, it was at Edwards. And, you know, they have some fairly big theaters there, but this was in Theater Nine. It was just a sort of a standard theater. So I would say that the theater was probably 80, 85% full. So it was, you know, it was a good turnout. But, when I bought the tickets, there was really no one there. It looked like it was going to be kind of a dud. So everyone chose to buy their tickets that night. And uh, coincidentally, there were five bucks. So that was a wow. pretty good deal. So It's, a, it's you know, just
0: unfortunate without Edwards. Edwards is the worst. That and UA are the two. UA,
1: I get, oh. uh, yeah. I know we're getting like town specific, but there's a theater in town called Broadway Fair. I would dare to say that's probably the worst because <laughs> you I just get, Edwards you get the of cream them. of the crop, man. Yeah, I um, know. But the Edwards that we're talking about, guys, is in this place called River Park. A lot of young people go there. They get a little squirrely. I don't know if that's what you're getting at. But in this case, this was just all adults that just didn't know how to shut the hell up. So like I was saying, we were sitting at the top row. Within five minutes, we knew that we'd made a mistake. And that, (laughs) like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, it was just every cliche of a person going to the movie that's going to piss you off that was sitting next to Gail. And I already know how she is. So, like... I was like, you ready to move? And she was like, oh, definitely. Within five minutes, they have their phone out, their knees shaking. They're talking to the person that's sitting right next to them like you're at a freaking concert. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for you to talk this loud. You just whisper to them. Every cliche you can think of of a bad patron at a movie theater, that's who was there. So we ended up like we walked out. And we're sitting, you know, like in the hallway where people walk in, and I like check my tickets again to see online if, like, okay, well, these seats aren't taken. So we just hopped into some other seats and we were good to go. And after that, we enjoyed ourselves very much until because they serve booze there, guys. Um, there was a couple of dudes. This couple was down below us. These two guys, and they just got smashed during the whole process of this movie. And they started getting on my nerves a lot too, getting uh. up every three seconds to pee. Uh, you want any popcorn? You want? I mean, like, like not. Hey, you want some popcorn, man? Okay, well, I'll go get it. Like literally getting up, walking out, and then walking to the, by the front of the theater and going, Hey, you want some popcorn? You know, like that's that's the kind of shit they were doing. So there were some very annoying people in the theater last night. All of that said, we had a great time. The movie is, uh, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's a classic, you know, and, and I wanted to see it on the big screen, you know, one more time. I don't know if I'll ever see it again on the big screen. We were actually competing with that and then they had the, the advanced screening of um, Alita Battle Angel, which was an IMAX. You put it in a good perspective for me. Like, Alita's going to be around for a while. Nightmare on Elm Street, not so much. So I chose to go with that one. And the price was right, too. And we had a blast, man. Um, It was a different kind of a viewing for me this time because it's been a while since I've seen the movie. So, yes. A, there were people in the movie that I had kind of forgotten were in the movie. So it was like, oh, shit. Like, look who's in it, you know. And one of those people was uh what's the guy's name he's the guy that does the voice of roger rabbit
0: oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah
1: now, charles fleischer is his name okay. charles fleischer i was trying to remember his name um but he plays a, a doctor in there what was his name dr king was his name but it's the part where nancy goes into the sleep clinic
0: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: but it's just funny to see him in that role you know what i mean because i whenever i see him i immediately think roger rabbit please so Eddie, was- yes He's a please, you know. <laughs> Such a good shot movie. Wake right? up Nancy, you're going to get killed, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but it was but it was it was just great, you know. I mean, he has a very small part in it, but who else was in the movie? John Saxon, who plays Roper and Enter the Dragon was in it. I wow. forgot that he was her dad. Yeah. Um, of course Robert Englund, uh Johnny Depp's debut yes. was in this movie. So, you know, it was just kind of a, it was cool to go back to it. But the whole movie's super enjoyable. Nothing's changed. Obviously, they haven't they did I don't even think they did like a digital upgrade to it. It was fun. It was a it was a good time. So if anyone went, I hope you guys had a good time too. But and if you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean by all means check it out. The one check that it they, out for sure. Yeah, check it out. The remake they did not so much. Uh, it was pretty bad actually. Yeah. Um, I was tempted to watch it again last night, but I couldn't. I was hoping I, I would watch it if it was free, but I didn't want to rent it you know, just to I kind totally of do a comparison that, thing. Totally yeah, that. but it was fun. Campy as hell. The one thing that does not hold up, and I think this is to be expected, particularly with movies that came out in that era. The special effects, the practical effects. are oh, yeah, on the dude. Cheesy side. Like oh, right yeah, from the get go. The, the thing that Gail was saying is she remembered the scene where uh, Tina. Who is the? Oh, that's another person. The person that played Tina. What was her name? Uh, Amanda Weiss or Wist or something like that. Did you ever see Better Off Dead? No. With John Cusack. Well, she plays like the mean girlfriend in, in uh, Better Off Dead. So I, again, I didn't tie those things together. So seeing all these people pop up in this movie was really funny to me. But um, you know, the scene at the beginning where Tina wakes up from her her dream, or she's in her dream, and he's out in the hallway. And he's like, Tina. He's walking through the alley and he's scraping his finger knives on the wall. She remembered that being super creepy to her as a kid. But when you watch it now, he's just got these ridiculous like accordion arms. (laughs) It just looks so it's, it's so ridiculous. Look past all of that and understand that this movie is a classic for a reason. Yeah, Freddy Krueger is an is an yes. icon. You know, he he's up there with Jason. He's up there with Michael Myers, and of yes. course Leatherface, and of course my man Art the Clown, who's the new the new guy. Oh, the dude, block.
0: he's on his way. He's
1: on his way. He's on his way for sure. But um, I mean, what more can I say about it? It was Nightmare on Elm Street. It was great. It was on the big screen. We had a great time, save for a few drunk assholes. And uh, I highly recommend it. I'll rate the movie. Why the hell not? I think as far as eighties horror movies go, nineteen eighty four is when it came out. For eighties movies, I'm going to give it a five out of five, Steve. Of course you're going to give it a fuck. Of, of course, course, you got to. It's of course. What you there's a reason about? they showed it 35 years later. So yes. kind of goes without saying. But uh, if you haven't seen it, you want to have a good time and maybe even laugh a little bit because these days it's just it's, it's laughable. It really is. Um, it's not going to scare you, but it's a classic. Check it out, man. Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Nice. What else you got, bruh? I think it's your turn, sir. All right. Well, there's only a few things I want to talk about. Um, Russian Doll, I completed the whole show.
1: Now I'm curious.
0: Let me come out and give it a culpa. I am never wrong. Never is a strong word. I'd say I'm wrong 1% of the time. This 1% was totally my fault because I thought it was going to be a thing and it was not that thing at all. I mean, it was, but they did it so well that you forget that it's that thing. Um, Here's what I'll tell you happens with, here's why Netflix has ruined the game. Because before, when you had network television, their first episode had to be a knockout because they have to trust that you'd want to see it a week from now. You're going to want to return. Now Netflix has done this thing where it's like, we don't have to make the first three episodes good. We can just assume they're going to binge them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a knock on a lot of shows. They're assuming you're going to stick it out. And some people are like, no, no, no. Here's what you do. You just wait, wait. Uh, episode four is when it really gets good. You're like, but why would I stick around for three episodes? You're assuming I will because of the binge culture. But So they don't have to make it good the first few episodes. They're like, I'll just stick around to episode four. But Can I this, stop you for a quick second,
1: Steve? Yes. Just so I know we're on the same page. Because I, the reason that I'm stopping you is that I had mentioned episode four last week. So, did you kind of have the same feelings about what I, how
0: I oh, told totally. it to you last week? No question. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's unfortunate that that's the case. It should be good from Jump, but they are purposely knowing you're going to binge it. And so they're like, ah, they'll stick around. And I did because I'm like, well, let me keep on seeing where this goes. Because it's an easy mo- show to just have going. I'll just keep it going, see what happens next. But let me tell you <laughs> the way that they drop in a twist. Out of nowhere, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Well, that was interesting. What now? And now you're in. That's when everything switches up. But before then, it's literally Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day for three episodes. And I'm like, I don't know why they did it like that.
1: Completely watchable, right?
0: It's totally watchable. But we know the rules by episode one. We know what the rules are. You could have actually dropped in that situation in episode 2 and now you have 8 episodes to explore it way more thoroughly than they were able to cuz there was a lot of stuff left in the air that we don't even understand still. Like there's stuff that I still don't get. I'm yeah, like, yeah, me too. But I I would recommend everybody watching Russian Doll. I think that it was a a good show. It was a solid effort. I love Natasha Leon. I think Natasha Leon, man. I think she does it great. Now, and maybe I'm tripping. Was the New York accent over the top for you?
1: That's what I was saying last week. Like what I'd said was, uh, to refresh your memory, was that I can kind of, she's a hit or miss for me. And she naturally has that New York accent. I think she's from New York, but it was just a bit much. So that's, and usually it's there's always something that she does that's just a little bit much for me. I have to like get accustomed to it and then I can get into her groove. And that was the case with this one. It was that accent. Once we got past that, I was like, okay, this is a perfectly watchable show. And coincidentally, it was that fourth episode for me that went like, I know they use the Groundhog's Day premise, but this is completely different. So yeah, yes. I think we're we're totally on the same page about that.
0: Yes, and and uh, I love Charles uh, Charles Burnett. He was a great he was a great uh, Charlie Barnett was great. I think he was I've never seen him before. He's been in other stuff. I've never seen him before, but um, I think their their interactions are just so fantastic. Um, I just like the show. Um, I, now, mind you, for me, the grade's going to be, I'd give it a th- maybe a 2.5. Because okay. if, if someone was like, I haven't seen it yet, I wouldn't be like, go home, watch it. I would just be like, it's good. Watch it when you can. I don't think I'll be thinking about it in a few days. Fair I don't enough. know. It's not going to be like, wait a minute. Like, but I think 2.5, totally solid, totally legit. So, yes, Ru- Russian doll, Netflix.
1: But when it pops back up next season, you're going to be jumping on
0: it, right? I'm going to watch it for sure. I want to see what what, 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 what happens. So yes, check it out. Be in the conversation. If you want to be in it, like right now, less conversation is ha- get being had about it than I thought would. I thought it was going to be like a conversation that I need to be a part of. Not many people are really having the conversation. They're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's fine. It's really good. Natasha Leon is really good. Um, but I, no one's really like diced, like, oh, Have you not seen this? It's just, people are like, yeah, it's good. It's good. So yes, Russian Doll, um, Netflix, check it out. All right. The other thing I watched was, um, Dan, you know I'm not a fan of Killer Mike. I love his music. Him and LP's, uh, Run the Jewels is fantastic. But his, his, his thing, I'm not a big lover of. His groove. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to bite my, I'm just going to bite the bullet and watch Trigger Warning just to see what it's all about. And what Trigger Warning is, is he tackles certain topics like, you know, gangs and, uh, you know, making your own country. Can you do it? Leaving, all this stuff in each episode. And the first episode is him trying to buy nothing but black. Black everything going on a black bus, eating black food, all this stuff, right? And off the jump, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting, right? And I'm Mm in. I'm like, oh, wow. Maybe I've had this guy pegged wrong. And then um, I watch an episode about him talking to Crips and Bloods and saying, he notices that the Hell's Angels are always being able to have this great, even no matter how much violence they have around them, people are just like, yeah, but they feed kids and they do this and they're a legitimate business and you, they like have Hell's Angels clothing on Amazon.
1: Yeah, they have their own brand.
0: Yeah, they have a brand. But you can't have Crips and Bloods on Amazon, even though the Hell's Angels have done some de- destructive things in their history. Rolling Stone concert at Aldermont Pass. Yes. Oh, like yeah, seven people were killed. And, they're, they're, and I hear they're, they're uh, exactly, you know, throughout history, they haven't been opposed to killing in general. So he said, maybe we just need a brand. And so they, he tells them, how about we start a company for you called Cripacola, And that's what he does. He, do, he legitimately gets the, since he has a voice, he gets the right people branding people from Coca-Cola, this person and that person. And he puts them all together and makes a Coca-Cola for them. And they go off to like these farmers markets and sell them. And people are legitimately drinking them. And then he gives the blood one and now they're selling together and they're doing this thing. And I was like, oh, this was a beautiful thing. One of the crypts was like, you know, it's just seeing him, seeing the guy smile, being like, I never thought something like this could happen to me and it's happening. I was like, this touches my heart. And then. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I was waiting for it. (laughs) And then I almost forgot who I was dealing with. And then it happened. So what Killer Mike does is he's like, you know what? I think people need a more realistic vision of what they're going to be when they grow up, right?
1: Oof, I know where you're going.
0: And so he sits these kids around the table. And he's like, hey, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? And one kid is like, I want to grow up and cure cancer. Another kid is like, I want to go to space, go to Mars, become an astronaut, whatever. And Killer Mike says, A, that's never going to happen. Get something more realistic. And the kids are like, wait, what? Now, mind you, if one of these kids was my child, I would have jumped over the camera and wailed on Killer Mike because you just changed the trajectory of my kid's life by you saying this. Now, he goes to the principal and tells him what he said. And the principal right off the bat is like, no. Don't do oh, yeah that. she's looking at him like he's crazy like you are out of your dago mind this is what you do He's like heck yeah! Duh, 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 duh. And here's the funny part they have a whole meeting later on he gets a bunch of people off the street saying, hey do you want to work I can take you to class and make you a vocation or get you into a vocation So he asked the people what do you want to do Two of the guys said, I got to be honest with you my dream is to become a musician and he's like Killer Mike replies, oh that's your problem I'm like, is it your pro- is it the problem Killer Mike the musician producer millionaire singer guy? <laughs> That's the issue because it's so crazy that you're a musician and you're making it. Genius, man. And here's my here's what I'm going to tell you. If you can make it, I don't know who you're telling can't because I know 12-year-olds that could talk circles around you. So you're telling me you're the exception. I'm just supposed to tell those kids that this brilliant man is the exception to the rule. Why are you doing this? And then he's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a vocation interesting. So I'm going to have sex workers explain (laughs) vocations to their people on the other side of the camera. How to fix lamps. How to fix lamps. Let's make it sexual since people view porn so much. That's when I knew, oh, that's right. I'm dealing with Killer Mike.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't agree with that either, man.
0: I almost forgot I'm dealing with Killer Mike. And it just goes downhill from there. There's an episode where he's like, hey, we all need to, all these people from different walks of life should make a song together. So he gets a person that's, uh, you know, uh, a Muslim and a, and a this person and a that person and a racist white dude. And the white dude, when making his verse for the song, says nigger in it with the R. Right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Mike does. He keeps him in the group, has him perform this song as an opener for Run the Jewels. (laughs) This is Killer Mike, Dan. (laughs) So when he says nigger at the end of the song, everyone in the audience is like, exactly. They're like, what just happened? Jesus Christ. Yes. And, And then... And then Mike does the thing. Was like, you know, what I did was I showed that maybe if we bring everybody together and make it one song, we'll be able to listen better. I said, "Killer Mike, you are killer Mike. Thank the Lord I didn't have you pegged wrong. You are exactly who I thought you were. Everything I worried about if they gave you creative freedom is exactly what happened today. And you know who what you know what he didn't tackle though." The fact that he that, that he's like, hey, the, the, the fact that he was pro NRA for a second there, for, I don't know, he might still be. He didn't tackle gun ownership. Be like, yeah, because you know, even you know, that people will be like, that's killer Mike. There he is. Here's my thing. And I think a lot of people don't realize
1: how heavily into politics he actually is. Oh. So of course he didn't tackle NRA. He,
0: now, here's the thing. If you're If you want to be, if you want to see a guy thinking he's smarter than he is, watch this show. Oh, I didn't tell you the best part. There's a part where he quote unquote makes his own country. He buys a house and makes his own country, right? And invites Mm -hmm. these people to his country. And then he has a vote to see who's going to lead the country. He loses the vote. Okay. And they vote for someone else to be leader. At the end, he's talking to his wife. His wife says, hey. I can't believe you lost. And he looked at, he's like, yo, baby, don't lose. What I did was, and they show a camera showing him changing the votes. I'm like, what are you showing here, Killer Mike? Like, what does that do? What are you doing? You're showing that if you mess around with votes, you're like, I did the right thing. I knew she would be better. So I just made her win. I said, what is the point of that? What is, what are you saying? (laughs) That we should change votes after people vote?
1: There is a massive display of hypocrisy from what I've seen. I've seen a lot of oh, people talk about no, the qu- show because I, I you know, I, I hashtagged it and I wanted to see what people were thinking when it first came out a couple of weeks ago. And there is a huge population of people that love this show. So I jumped on it and I started watching it. And immediately I found that there's just this hypocrisy with it, man. I mean, let's just take the first episode where, like you were saying, he wants to do <laughs> nothing but buy from, you know, black products and just strictly black. I forgot. Living black, I believe yes. is what he called it. Now, this is just a minor thing, but right off jump, he's being a hypocrite because who does he get <laughs> to LP. help him out? LP. LP. And his excuse is, oh, well, you're you're black because you're in Run the Jewels. Bullshit. Wrong. Exactly. Bullying. Bullshit. Not that bad. is just him bending the rules. That's it. For it. And, I, and immediately I went, okay, I don't think I'm going to really, you know what, I'm not going to judge so quickly, but I already see where this is kind of going, you know? And, and I love Run the Jewels. You know that.
0: Of course you do. Yes.
1: But- I think after this, I love Run the Jewels. I'm with you. I don't really, I'm not a big Killer Mike guy. I love LP. I think LP's a fucking genius. And I don't really blame him for, you know, doing a favor for Killer Mike and going on to his show. Because he was just helping out Killer Mike. And but he's not, even, yeah. to, he's not lending to, he's not helping the problem out. He's, no. he's lending to the hypocrisy. Yes. Totally. And it was just it was just a whole bunch of hypocrisy going on with this And guy. here's the thing, and, here's um, my
0: problem. Remember that interview part where he's like, I can't talk to that guy. Yeah. But you can talk to him for me. I'm like, oh, yep. so you don't want to talk to him because he's not black. So you're gonna talk but to a white dude so that the white dude filter. can talk to the white dude. Yeah. You're not you're literally living just doing the same thing then. Exactly. I <laughs> know. He's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of ridiculousness going on.
0: And that's what at the end of it, I was like, part of me is so happy that I watched this. Because now I look at you and it's like I there's not that little voice in the back of my head saying, hold on, maybe he's no, nope, nope, not even a part of me now. Now I'm just like, oh, change the channel. The worst thing Bernie Sanders can do is have this dude stumping for him. Do not do it this time, Bernie. This dude he's not. He's not as smart as he speaks. I promise you. I promise you he's not. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I'm going to tell everybody my 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 uh, score. If only for the table scene, that's all you need to see. This is a one. Don't watch it. Don't. You will leave dumber.
1: I could have been more podcasty and been like, you know, I've only gotten to episode four because you know I just that's all I've seen but I plan on finishing and watching it I'm that's kind of why I stopped to be honest with you I didn't feel it was worth my time to continue watching it it's not. I don't see what everyone else has seen and quite honestly I think a lot of people that are praising it are just run the Jewels fans That's that's, it. that's that's a but it's a, it's a very outside point of view but it is nonetheless my point of view I have no desire to finish watching it I agree with you I give it a 1 A1 That is
0: that so those are the, the, the it's it's I'm glad that I watched other really good things. And if that was the thing I came to talk about, I'd be freaking pissed off for my week. But that was just, I almost forgot about it until we talked about it this morning.
1: There I was, was like, one thing that happened. And I think it was in episode two. It was the one with the kids that yes. I thought was a kind of a cool thing to do. Like, and he did it sort of respectfully, but at the same time, I think he made his point. And it's when he's asking these kids what they want to do with their lives. Before he, like, really just, yes. you know, let them down completely. But um, these kids were talking, and there was just one little white kid that kept talking over them and kept talking over him. And he kind of stopped. He said, no, hold on a second. If I allow you to speak over him when he's talking, that just contributes to your white... Like, he let him... It was a little bit of a heavy lesson that he gave the kid, but I will say that was actually a pretty good point.
0: That was that was cool.
1: Yeah. Just, Other than
0: that, that's, I
1: wasn't really impressed with the show
0: whatsoever. And, oh, And then he had the nerve. This dude had the nerve to talk to the principal. I'm just getting mad all over again. Told the principal, she's like, he's like, that you're, one of your kids wants to be a black president. And she said, yeah, we've had Barack Obama. He's like, well, he's biracial. And the principal looked at him and said, what do the cops think he is?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the cops, but you know they never want to talk about his biracial. I'm like, that little quote is not getting in people's head enough. You know what he's saying? We know what Killer Mike is saying. And he is the worst. He's the worst. Don't watch the show. Don't that watch principal show. was not having it. He And I guarantee she was just like, get him out of my office. I could tell Like mm-hmm. there were times where she'd look down at her papers and kind of arrange them. Because she's like, what am I even doing?
1: Yeah, it was uh, uncomfortable fidgeting that she was doing. You know she went home and just talked so Ooh! much
0: shit. <laughs> I guarantee she went home and when her husband said, so how was the meeting with Killer Mike? For after 45 minutes after that question, he's like, I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> I yeah. should have probably just had dinner first because wow, she's going to watch that episode and be like, oh yeah, I'm happy about how it turned out. Because if she showed, I don't agree with anything you're saying.
1: No, oh, she looked fine. She came yep. off fine. Loved it. No, you know, honestly, when I saw the preview for it too, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to dig this. Just like, <laughs> just as much as I love Run the Jewels, I know that he's a different entity on his own. And I, and I was just thinking, I, I'm going to watch this to be in the conversation because we talk about things on a podcast. But I had bad feelings about it from Jump. And yeah, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. There's no be, point in me going any further with this show.
0: He would be a person that I would love to interview just to light him up.
1: Oh, just I would to love to hear that light interview.
0: him up. Because he's not going to do those silly circle arguments that he does with Bill Maher. He just won't. And he won't go on the shows where people are going to light him up. He won't. Because he knows, oh, crap, they'll just tie me in circles and be like, yeah, you're a joke. Just stick to what you do. Stick to what you do well. And that's be an NRA member and and run the jewels.
1: Do there's that. like no chance of this happening. But if there is anyone out there, <laughs> if there's anyone that could put Killer Mike in touch with Steve Hudson, please make that shit happen. Please. I would love, love to hear that.
0: Have a please do.
1: Please do. No like, joke. Hey. If, if you got a cousin that might know the, the guy that was the engineer in the studio when Run the Jewels did their thing or something, if you can make this happen, like, I don't know what we'll do for you, but you will be like our hero for life. I would love to hear you talk to Killer Mike, dude. That's, that's oh, all I want for Christmas.
0: Dude, and that's my thing. I, my, one of my main things will be telling him, be like, hey, you know what? If I woke up tomorrow and went to, a tr- went to wherever I have to play piano. And I said, you know what? I want to fly instead. They'd be like, you can't fly. I'm like, oh, well, then I'll just stick to piano. Politics is your flying, G. You can't do it. So stick to <laughs> rapping. You can't do politics. So stick to rapping. You know what I'm saying? Just like you're telling those kids they have no future doing whatever they want to dream. Your dream is to be smart in politics. That dream is gone now because you're not. So just stick to rapping. That'd be great for all of us. And the thing is, you would have to be on the phone to calm me down. You'd be like, you have to let him talk. Oh, I'd be
1: there. <laughs> make no mistake, I'd be you'd there. You'd have
0: to be like, you have to let him talk. You have to, because that would be a, th- a situation where I'm not nervous, because I think he's harmful.
1: I've seen you in heated debate. I would definitely have to be the third party to keep you. Oh,
0: like, for sure. Let him make his dude. point. Now go. You know exactly. Like, it would be like holding a pit bull back. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think there would be a point where you would be like, uh, you know, he just hung up. I'd be like, oh, I'd yeah, been it wouldn't for go five well. minutes. It wouldn't go well, but I would love to hear it. So yeah, um, I got to go get ready for work. I got a split spill, G.
1: Uh, okay, all right. Well, we did go along this time. That's all right.
0: I got up at freaking eleven, G. Aren't
1: one you quick bit proud of news. Of me? One, one little, one little <laughs> news tidbit before we go, real quick. I know. Yeah. I, we can talk about this later, but it, it was in the news today. We'll talk about it real quick if you don't mind. Uh, Terrifier two, the script is finished. Did you hear about this? I saw that. Damien Leone has confirmed on social media that the script is finally done. Now, Steve, there's one thing that I have to say about this. Oh, what no. he said was not to toot his own horn, but he added that the second the second chapter is fucking insane, is what he said. But here's my concern. He wants to push this movie out as soon as possible. Really? And I'm just, yeah, like as soon as possible, he wants to get this movie out. That could go either way. Would you not agree? <sighs>
0: I don't like that, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't either, because Damien Leone is making, you know, he wants to market Art the Clown because we we all know he's a good thing, right? But if you push something out too fast for the sake of making money off of it and riding the wave, you have, you, you seriously have a huge chance of screwing everything up. Personally, I think he should chop it around a little bit and see if he can get a bigger budget, a bigger production. I have no idea what's in the works right now, so maybe I'm just, I am talking out of my ass, but I think he should take his time with this. Because it just came out.
0: And the thing is, what he doesn't understand is the people who are are in are in. It doesn't care if it takes another year. We're in. Don't worry about that. We are in. Chill. Breathe, baby. Breathe. exactly. Let
1: him marinate. I can't wait. But the script is done. Um, I think we're going to see this movie sooner than later. And fingers crossed, man. But I just wanted to see if you knew anything about that. And guys, I I always want to give you the... The latest on the art, the clown news.
0: Is it going to be in theaters or on Netflix? You think?
1: I have no idea. There's nothing really more to talk about. He says more information's coming soon.
0: Ah, I hope it's in theaters. I hope it's I in hope selective so theaters, Jay. I would freaking go.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We're dude. We'll go one way or another. We're going to check this movie out. But one thing I wanted to say real quick. I started talking about it at the top of the hour. Guys, tickets go on sale for the Coheed and Cambria and Mastodon tour this Friday. Um, pre-sale started today. I don't know what's left, but you got to check this out. If you're a Mastodon fan, they're playing the album Crack the Sky in its entirety. And that's kind of the main reason that I want to go, to be honest with you. So very excited about that. Get your tickets. And other than that, Steve, I do believe we have ran our time.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this one thing to you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for bearing with me when I was in the psychedelic phase, sitting there going through my uh, watercolors in my brain and going on random tangents. I was off the hook and you guys stuck it through. I really appreciate it. And for that, I love you dearly. Um, We did some random tangents today. Uh, Can't wait to hear what you think about that. And um, first, foremost, well, actually last but not least, please, please, please leave voicemails, leave your feedback. Tell Dan how awesome his dulcet tones are. Make sure uh, you you let him know how much you love him. And people, we love you so very much. And we're going to see you for episode 56 coming next week. The next voice you hear is the one that you want to go to bed with Dan Ramirez. <laughs> Cause
1: you know what I do. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, I got no objections to that guys. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, real quick, before I go again, go to the website, www.heroes And please vote for us in the, my road cast competition. We need all the help that we can get with this. We will love you forever for it. It means a lot to us. Please do this. This is the one favor that we're going to ask of you guys. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed the show. I know we were crazy for about an hour and a half before we actually got to the reviews and things like that, but I had a freaking blast on this one. I cannot wait to put it out to you guys. I wish you the happiest Valentine's Day you can have. Love your lovers and all that. And on that note, be good to yourself. Be good to the people around you. It's important. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Steve Hudson. We're the heroes of noise. Peace.